I'm looking at I'm looking at that. So you just tell me what it's getting at on that one. Yeah, so that here, here, of, here. So We're talking about this. I'm going on this. This is my volume. This is my volume. W- where is it at? On here. Fucking. Just say the what number. What level is it getting up Say to? the number. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can you please find your seats at this time? I said, ladies and gentlemen, can you please find your seats at this... This is actually what I do as a DJ. Can you please find your seats at this time? If I could have your attention, please. Ma'am, 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 you. Oh, God, that's me. Ma'am. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sit down. I'm sorry. Please. It's the Fresh episode. It's the only episode where we talk about good movies on Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes, except for today. Today's the only day where Steven lets me talk about good movies. Yay, finally. Oh, speaking of Steven, he's right there. Hey, that's, it's me, your friendly neighborhood uh, uh, friend. Uh, spider St- junkie. S- Steve Ramirez. He's a spider man, but he's also a junkie. That's the only thing that shoots out. They shoot out of his veins and into his veins all at the same time. I think there's something there. We should really work on that. I don't think so. I Kyle, think... cut that part from the podcast because yeah, we're going to save it for our own movie. That's problematic. Let's uh, let's not. Let's not. Okay, fine. I'll introduce nice the other. Nice to see you too, Nick. Oh, by yeah. the way. Welcome. Hey, yeah. uh, we're going to introduce the other two guests we have today. We have best friend and roommate Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hey, how you guys doing? Yay, nice to see you, Isaac's back. Great news, everybody. We're happy to have you. Uh, thank you for coming out of your room and hanging out with us. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. And Great. we also have uh, Adam. Hello. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my introduction. <laughs> yeah, huh? that was your introduction. <laughs> oh, wow. He's uh, well known for his uh, footage on the show Cops. No. Okay, not quite. It's around. <laughs> no. It's in the same. It's in the same vicinity, except uh, who knows? But uh, Adam's joining us. He he has never been on an episode before. This is his inaugural episode. So naturally, we're going to do a get to know him game. Yeah, of course. His name's Adam Kennedy, so we're going to ask you a bunch of Kennedys and see if you're related to any of them. You oh, just say yes or no if you are. goodness. Okay. I think this is a short list. I'll, we'll go, right I'll go first. Robert Kennedy. No. Okay. J- John F. Kennedy. No. Uh, I think you, one would fall into the other there. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'd have to say that that professional wrestler, Mr. Kennedy... <laughs> no, unfortunately okay. not. Dang. My bully from high school, Kevin Kennedy. Uh, I mean, what high school did you go to? Clayton Valley. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Clayton Valley. Uh, somebody who was poorly named Kenny Kennedy. Are you? Uh, no? no. And I'm going to stop you guys while you're uh, <laughs> okay. on, on your uh, going ahead. No Kathleen Kennedy either. So oh, I'm not dang. responsible for the state of Star Wars. So. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. Jamie That's Kennedy. a good one. No, no. By, by no means. Although I think he's from Philly and I'm from Philly. Uh, well, but there he we might go. not be from Philly. We I just got been. to know you. That was great. Okay. He's from Philly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Alex is also here. <laughs> My God, that's Alex's music. That's Alex's music. <laughs> the KJX Fact Shack will uh, be up and running 
because uh, we burned it down and rebuilt it again. It's got a short-term lease. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, there's a gambling hall in the background that needs to be raided by the FBI any minute now. We're honestly going to try not to say any not facts today. Today, we're uh, we're talking about good things. We're going to each come up with the top 10. We're going to be positive. It's going to be it's going to be a nice short 2 hour and a half hour podcast so uh, yeah. settle in. Yeah, get ready for uh, <laughs> get ready for like most movies it'll be 3 and a half hours Yeah, it'll be, yeah we're we're going for the length of all of the best pictures combined. Absolutely. So it's going to be about a 14 and a half hour podcast. You so, thought uh, Marvel marathons were tough. Get ready for this one. And then uh, we we made up some categories that uh we'll touch on or we won't. Yeah, we'll decide. Yeah. Yeah. It's free flowing. You know why? You're not even listening to this, so why? Who are we even kidding? Yeah, we don't get we don't get orders from a non-existent audience. All right, yeah. <laughs> we are our own audience. Obviously, speaking of audience, help us grow and tell us about your friends. Yeah, tell us about your friends. Speaking not of tell, hostile, don't tell your friends about us. We would hate that. <laughs> speaking of hostile relationships, by all means, follow us on social media. Yep, on all Twitters and yep. Facebooks and and uh, and uh, Instagrams. And always remember that we are a cats podcast, and we have been a cats podcast since the beginning of time, As and we will be moving forward always and forever. Meow. In cats news, uh, there there was cats news today. Okay, uh, Taylor Swift's new movie Miss Americana came out. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the Netflix documentary. Netflix documentary, and uh, cats is better. Yeah, it's that's better. that's the news. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, that's all we got to say about that. Let's uh, let's just get into it. Why not? Let's start off number ten. Do the thing. Oh, the the awards? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come up, come up with a number ten thing. Oh, number ten. Uh, ten. Uh, ten, as in that old cartoon, Ben Ten. Yeah, or I was 10 thinking, things I hate about you. Yeah, I was thinking more of like a uh, number 10, you know, cool announcer oh, voice. Oh, okay. So so think of <laughs> something with 10. I didn't know what you meant. Um, <clears throat> number 10. Okay, Cal. Yeah, take that part and put it at the beginning of this. We're all going to say our number 10. Steven, you start off. All right. Yeah. So uh, my number 10 movie of the year. Um, uh I, it, it took me a while to think about this because this this list uh, this list had had a lot of contenders, but none of them were up to snuff to 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 talk about it at the end of the year. And this movie almost slipped through the cracks, but then um, I saw that um, it slipped through the cracks. But then it it, it something mind. reminded me something reminded me to go back to this movie and and uh, and I thought about rewatching this movie. And um, I had a good time remembering the good parts about this movie, and and there's not a lot that that I remember plot plot rise without having to go back and reference it. But it was a beautifully shot movie, and that's why it stays in my brain. My number ten pick uh, of the year goes to the last black man in San Francisco. Last black man in San Francisco. Yeah, beautifully shot movie. Like it's the the colors, the 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 angles, the the close ups, the the lack of the lack of jump cuts um where they didn't need to be like it was great that would probably win my favorite opening sequence of the year yeah yeah i'd say when so. they're on the skateboard just skating around san francisco mm-hmm. i i totally agree it's a it's a great film it's 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 a slow burn like a lot of these movies that we're going to talk about but but way justified in being a slow burn because it's a it's a very deeply emotional movie when you think about it did, I, did you guys see that movie i did not okay nope Dang. it's streaming on uh it's available on amazon prime amazon primo yeah so by all means check it out it's like i said it's a slow burn but it's it's a well thought out movie my number 10 is john wick three. Oh wow i'm just gonna go john wick three that's nice that's good i would i 
it's uh I agree with you. I'm basing some of these off of the movie experience and how I watched it too. So I've yeah. seen this movie three times now, but uh the first time I saw it was before work. And I saw it in a huge theater, and I sat next to an old couple who I thought might have been in the wrong movie. They were there to see it, but then every time there was just like there was more murder than you could even imagine in this movie. Yeah. And they took it pretty well. I was pretty proud of them. They actually, like, at certain murders, they would look at each other and be like, whoa. <laughs> so watching them was uh, pretty uh, pretty enjoyable. Okay, I justify that. I justify yeah. that on list. I mean, I would have justified like, it without it. It's but. like when I saw Star Wars and I sat next to another a younger couple who were, they must have been high, but they were excited for Star Wars. And I, I watched them as much as I watched Star Wars because whenever they had those ridiculous plot points happen in Star Wars, which a lot of them happened, they would just turn to each other and be like, Whoa! Yeah. What? And then yeah. they're just like looking in the audience, like at the people behind them, and I, I really, they made the movie better. That's amazing. So these old people helped. I have a similar story. So I think I told you guys about this already. Um, so when I went and saw Star Wars, there was a teenager. I'm not sure how old he was. Probably like 16, 17. He was reading the opening titles of Star Wars for literally a minute and a half. Uh, I was in a room full of boomers and literally they were saying nothing. So I had to be that guy that stood up and shout, can you please shut the fuck up? Um, And you know, a couple more minutes in, he kept talking and I just kept throwing pieces of candy at him. And that was probably the most entertaining part of that movie. <laughs> Sounds like you really enjoyed it. I, d- I did. Yeah, yeah, overall, it was a good experience. Kyle uh, wanted us to say Star Wars was his favorite movie of the year, his number one. <laughs> wow, no kidding? Yeah, we're going to interject Kyle's top ten as we go. We're going to do it in reverse order, though. Man, I really thought he had Spider-Man far from home. Yeah, you uh, thought it was going to be Spider-Man, everybody out there. So yeah. for all the people that had Star Wars number one for Kyle, that's true. 100% true. Very true. Adam, you're number ten. Uh, I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna put it at the bottom here. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Alita. Battle Alita Angel. Battle Angel. Wow. We're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about Alita. Uh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought it was like a, just a fun movie. Honestly, uh, you know, I it's definitely uh, you know, been in the making for a long time. You know, you had like James Cameron, like you know, t- pairing with Robert Rodriguez, directed and, by Robert Rodriguez yeah, and produced yeah. by I, James Cameron. I like Robert Rodriguez, I'll say it. I mean, I've never seen Spy Kids, but like, uh, well, I mean, you're missing uh, out. You're missing out. I saw I, all three Spy Kids. Wow. Uh, I saw those in well, theaters. I stopped what, after. What's the fresh rating on that? Have you guys like you know? They're good. That? No, they're good. They're actually yeah. really actually okay. no. Spy Kids 3D might be under. Wow. Spy yeah, Kids I think 3D. that's the only one. Yeah, but the first two are legit. Yeah. They got Steve really Buscemi good. in the second one? Future fodder. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. But I mean. Me and Kyle saw Spy Kids 3D in theaters. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> Did you hold hands? Uh, Yeah. Okay. We were we were young. We were just <laughs> figuring things out. You know how people are. It was a scary movie, I'd imagine. It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, Alita was a uh, Alita was really cool. Um, I you know the special effects were definitely over the top, like what yeah. you would expect from a James Cameron movie. But I want to see it again. I don't know. The story had heart to it. Though, I think and, I, I think know, I saw it twice in theaters. Anything, I mean, come on, I'll watch Christoph Waltz read a phone book. Like you know, he's good in everything. Like, <laughs> he is quite captivating. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the the, the action was good too. And like, they the let action. him be like hammy in this. Like this is yeah. the type of movie where you can be you can ham it up. Yeah, it's yeah. mindless action, and you know what and we. Her, her eyes are gigantic. Speaking of D- Steve oh, Buscemi, that's they kind of weird. <laughs> did you see the uh, 
one of the ringer guys edited uh steve buscemi's eyes into her big eyes for the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing. Uh, a meme worth looking at i would say yeah definitely a uh, little battle angel that we're gonna we're gonna get to more categories later where it falls into it but uh yeah i i think i saw it twice in theaters because the first time i didn't really remember it because oh. i was full drunk oh okay we'll get into that in okay a little bit. uh Side category, we're going to go best Netflix movie of the year. Um, Nick, you got one. Why don't you, why don't you kick us off there, Kickaroo? Yeah, uh, of course, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Always Be My Maybe. Oh, wow. It wasn't my favorite, and it wasn't the best, but they had that song about tennis balls in it, and I fucking love that song. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Bounce back. Can you play it for me later? Sure, we'll play it out. Isaac, do you have a best Netflix? Um, well, I was going to say that I really did enjoy The Irishman. Um, okay, but that's I, fair. I feel that everyone has really enjoyed it, but I think I'm going to go for more of the documentary series. Um, I really enjoyed The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Oh, wow. So the limited event. No, we'll as, count that as a movie. Well, we'll count it. It's a, it's a cinematic experience. Ex- experience. Um, definitely. Yeah, I got it. Still haven't seen it, by the way. I haven't seen it either. I would definitely recommend it. I'm going to watch it. I guess I'm up next. Um, So I have one in my pocket, but I'm going to save it for another category. Okay. But for now, I'm going to say Dolomite is my name. Okay. I really dug that. Uh, That was really cool to see Eddie Murphy uh, back on the smaller screen that's kind of big, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. No, it was enjoyable. I mean, if you like Dolomite and you like Eddie Murphy. They released it in theaters, too. It had a limited run. We started it. Yeah, we started it. Uh, couldn't finish it because of uh, uh, previous engagements, but you know, it's yeah. what it is. All right, so you guys, you got got a solid uh, round there. I'm gonna do you one up. It's it's really one of the only horror movies I like this year. In the Tall Grass. In the Tall Grass. Yeah, enjoyed that That's movie. Good. That was a good. That was a good Stephen King adaptation. Weird movie. Would. Yeah, I don't know if it was good. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. I, I like that it so. wasn't too jump scary. That yeah, was, yeah, I was into that. Yeah, That's pretty good. It's always it's always a good thing. Yeah, watching horror movies with Nick is something else. Yeah, I get more scared from Nick than I do the actual movie. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, that's a cinematic experience into itself. If I was able to watch a scary movie with Nick this year, uh, trust me, that'd be in the top five. I don't think I saw any scary movies in theaters this year. I think I I saw quite a few from the couch though. So I did that. I got that going for me. Number nine. God damn son of a. It's number nine. Number nine. Uh, my number nine movie uh, of the year is uh, I think it's the one of the only documentaries that that I could give it to this year uh, on the list. That I I mean, it's uh, it's very it's a very different documentary. It's definitely not for everybody, but if everybody would get behind this movie, I think the world would be a lot of a lot better place. Um, shot beautifully. It was originally. Made to be a tourist movie, if you can believe oh, it or not. Is that okay? I was wondering why the fuck this movie exists. <laughs> it was it was made to preserve this specific region in Macedonia to uh, uh, to to highlight how beautiful the area is and how it shouldn't be developed. But it turned into this story of this uh, this Turkish Macedonian uh, lady who just harvests honey. Her, her entire life is it Macedonian? I thought it was Macedonian. Is it's it Mac- both? It's both. Okay. It's Ma- it's Ma- it's it can be Macedonia or Macedonia. Yeah, yeah. 
Macedonia is kind of I kind of like it more. Macedonia for uh, sure. Or North Macedonia is the official title of that country. Lay down the Macedonia. But she's a Turkish nomad, and then Turkish nomads come in, and uh, it's quite a movie. It's called Honeyland. Honeyland. Yeah, yeah. I watched that today. It was wild. Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. On Hulu. On Hulu. Available to to stream on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, Never would have watched it. But if if you didn't hear about this movie, you wouldn't watch it. But you hear about this movie, and you're like, "Oh, I'm kind of intrigued about this movie." And it was told it was it was probably the most beautifully edited movie of the year because it told a linear story. And there's no way that that was a linear story, you know. I'm I I'm still not 100 percent sure what happened in the movie, but I know that it was fraught with drama, mostly about bees and this lady. But then there was another family there, and you got to see a I I. Honeyland, go see it. Can't explain it. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but but excellent to watch. I, I highly recommend it. That's why it's number nine on my list. I'm a, you know, I, you know what I am. I'm a documentary nut, and you, I like original stories. You nut on documentaries. We all have heard it before. Number nine for me <laughs> is <laughs> Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, I'm going to Shia LaBeouf. Wow. I'm, I'm going to ignore Honey Boy. Uh, mm, Honeyland, like, Honey Boy. But you're, you're getting out there. of the honeys. Yeah, Honey Boy, great you, movie. You Saw like that movie. Savory. You cried like a little savory. bit, uh, but. I preferred Peanut Butter Falcon, which was about uh, a a uh, mentally handicapped kid who who hits the road to try to find his favorite wrestler, and wow. he comes across uh, a criminal, Shia LaBeouf, who uh, helps him get down there. And then wow. uh, Dakota Johnson is chasing after the kid the whole time. And who plays the wrestler? Thomas Hayden Church. Wow. How do you not like that movie? Wow. Dakota Johnson. Had herself a year. She did. She had an honorable mention movie, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, and uh, and that film, Peanut Butter Falcon. She bounced back from that from that horrendous like run. a tennis ball. She bounced back like a tennis ball. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Callback, Isaac. Yes. Number nine. Uh, so my number nine, it was in a different category, but I will still, uh, you know. Peanut Butter Falcon also streaming on Hulu. Isaac, what was oh, your number wow. ten? Uh, my number ten was Shazam, actually. Oh yeah, we never even got to his ten. Yeah. You guys suck at this. Uh, right. I really we're used to just talking to ourselves because nobody else listens to us. So yeah, sure. My number. Tell 10... us about Shazam first. Yeah. So my number ten was Shazam. Um, as a kid, I always read a lot of Batman comics growing up. Uh, you know, The Boy Wondered. Uh, Joker, Harley Quinn, you know, those guys. Um, Shazam, I never really was interested in, just never got into it, but I decided to give it a shot when the movie came out. Um, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Like the, uh, the comic, yes, the com, uh, well, the comic and the movie as well. Uh, but the comic relief that was in there was really well done. Um, Zachary Levi played a very believable role as a ten-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you know the scene where they got beer and like they take a sip and they're just like, oh my god, and spit it all yeah. out. Like I remember doing that as a kid, just being like, this is beer. terrible. <laughs> Um, but I thought the story was well done. There was a lot of good heart in there. And I think that was one of the best, uh, 2019 movies that, uh, uh, DC decided to put out. Um, and for my number nine, uh, under a different category, but, uh, stories to tell in the dark. Uh, Oh yeah. Scary stories. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you saw that? Yes, I did. Um, so as a kid, I used to read those as uh, what was it before I'd go to sleep, which was what? Yeah, Why? I, 
Just, I don't know. Uh, and like a lot of the stories that were in there were ones that I read as a kid. Um, it was definitely scary. Uh, the special effects makeup in that was like very spot on. Uh, Guillermo del Toro does a great job with the special effects makeup as always. But the story itself, uh, it was... Was it one story with a lot of other stories in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like I'd give I didn't it a, see it obviously. Vignettes. Like vignettes. A high C, low D, maybe. But there were so many loopholes in that story. Like there were questions that I had after where I'm just like they didn't answer any of what I was you know concerning about. But but oh, you loved it. You put. <laughs> I yeah. yeah. It was number nine. It was yeah. I I'd say it was entertaining. It was still better than the, Shazam. Okay, I kind of probably fucked up on that one. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, man, Shazam as as takes place in Philly. I'm from Philly. Well, so there you, you go. You got a rep. Yeah, there. That it's probably your number one. We just ruined your number one, Shazam. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I saw Shazam. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Did they do like a Rocky thing in it at all? Or uh, yes. Oh God. I think he he definitely goes up there to the top of the he, steps. He climbs up yeah. to the steps and he says, "To this day." Yeah. <laughs> They're, uh, overall, uh, the, his his friend who is the crippled kid is funny. Absolutely. Hands down. Are we allowed to say, allowed to say crippled yeah, kid, Yeah, way right? to pigeonhole him. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! Moving on. Number nine, Adam. Uh, I'm going to, like, go back to the horror thing, and I'm going to say Midsummer was my number nine Midsummer, Good old Midsummer, Yes, yeah. yes. It's a very good movie. Uh, Disfeedish. I mean, we were talking about, like, films that are shot beautifully. I think Midsummer oh, is... It's it's a gorgeous film to look, man. The like, colors are wonderful. And... Oh, man. It's such, a, it's such a beautifully shot movie. I couldn't agree more. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The story kind of... Uh, I didn't really like the story. Uh, I kind of expected a little bit more from it, given, like, the director, you know, like... Hereditary totally caught me off guard. Yeah. And Hereditary was, like, one film that, like, I went into it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a psychological thriller. And then it just goes, you yeah. know, zero to 100. Yeah, absolutely. And I was expecting something... I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, like, you know, pigeonhole this guy from Philly, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, because that's, you know... <laughs> are you guys, do, al- yeah, are you guys allowed to talk about it? It definitely took about? you a different way. Are you guys well, yeah. allowed to talk about, about M. Night, or is he your boy? He's your boy, no, right? No, no, we're... we're he's, you know, he's probably sad about Kobe, but, I mean, <laughs> you know... Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, anyway, uh, I don't know. I expected more from Midsummer. Um... And like yeah, it like kind of gives you that ultra violence to like an extent right there, and it's okay. a little shocking. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it all just seems so cobbled together by the end of it. And I remember like reading somewhere where the director was just like, "Oh yeah, it's a comedy." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> I I no, definitely was not laughing anytime I was watching that yeah. movie. I'm still disturbed by a few images of that movie, but Same. it's not necessarily a scary movie. It's just like a, it's clusterfuck. It's oh, yeah. the, no, it's the definition of like terror versus uh, what do you? What's the difference horror. between being scared or terrified? There, it's like you oh, look yeah. away. You look away in terror, but you look I don't you're know. disturbed. Be- yeah, I don't between know. being turned on and teared no, on, slightly aroused. No, it's like the two differences between you're like you're disgusted by something or you're like terrified by something, and like you you're drawn to something that's horrifying looking. Horror versus terror, being horrified versus terrified. When you're looking at something in horrific fashion, it's like you're fascinated by how horrific it, was it gore- is. It was gorer. Instead of if you're terrified, you're like looking away. You're like Nick. You're like, oh my god, yeah. 
Well, anyway, that's that's my number nine, just okay. because it was that's a solid pick. It was it was interesting enough Ari to be Aster. number nine. Ari Aster, uh, he's he's two for two. To be honest, it's not like it was a bad movie. It's no. just not as successful, not as not as good as Hereditary was, but it's still a good movie. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm, I'm uh, I concur, Doctor. 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 Uh, doctor. Sp- speaking of doctors, Doctor. What, Nick, what was your biggest cry of the year? Biggest cry of the year. Uh, waves. Mm. Saw the movie Waves with Sterling K. Brown mm. and a bunch of youths. Yeah, uh, I would. I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch this movie. It was uh, completely depressing mm-hmm. and uh, pretty upsetting. Uh, something, some horrible thing happens to a, a black family, and uh, it's about them like uh, dealing with it. And I didn't think that I was going to cry, and I I hoped to like it. I really didn't even want to see it. I thought I was just going to be able to handle it. And then after the movie ended, I cried for like 15 minutes by myself. Yeah. People looked at me strange. Yeah, that'll happen. It was the hardest often. I've cried in a long, long time. That'll happen often, like The weekend says. Uh, Isaac, uh, what was your biggest cry movie <laughs> so, of the year? I did to- cry in a lot of other movies, though. When it when it comes to crying, I feel like it has to take a lot for me to actually cry for a movie. We'll count um, like I count like one tear as like crying. But I think the one movie that really made me cry was uh, Endgame. Oh wow, yeah, that was like uh, it's pretty yeah. emotional. Yeah, no, I I remember seeing Iron Man back in two thousand eight. I was fourteen. It was my eighth grade year, going into freshman year. I was super juiced about it because it was like. You know, I thought Iron Man was pretty tight. I'm just like, all right, I wonder how this is going to go. And, you know, 10 years later, like seeing it all come to an end, you're just like, wow, it's really over now. Like uh, uh, the, you know, when Tony Stark passes away, that didn't really get me. But but when it gets to uh, when it gets to the very end for the funeral, that's what made me, you know, cry the most because it's like it just hits home you know because it's a funeral for the franchise yeah no absolutely it's just you've seen all this progression the mcu has gone through in the past 10 years and you're just like damn they they did it really well they done did it i got a little teary-eyed towards the end of that yeah i I feel like everyone did but my question is this though i mean when the hulk was like hulk (laughs) hulk up no i'm serious i did cry though (laughs) i mean like so like knowing going into this and you know not to like you know, throw you on the spot here, but like knowing Downey Jr.'s contracts up, Chris Evans' contracts up, mm-hmm. didn't you have kind of a little bit of an expectation <laughs> well, that he might no, not have like, made it? It's not what it, what was going to happen; it was how it was going to happen. That you know? it was. They could have ended it differently. Like Tony Stark could have gone in retirement. He could have just been like, "No, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore." Captain America could have pulled this. a Christian Bale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but. I think they wanted to go with the more heartfelt ending where it was just like, you know, he pretty much gave himself up for the entire universe to give everyone peace and to make sure that they were okay. And I think that's the best way for a superhero to go out. Yeah. You love it three million. I love it three million. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is this is an emotional go. moment, nice. you guys. This might be or my is it three thousand. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it's three thousand. Oh, well, that's what he's emphasizing. Okay. Well, yeah. Three thousand yes. times yeah, three thousand is three yeah, million. Yeah, three million. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. No, I love it. Three million. Three thousand squared. Um, Adam, did Adam you, do you, you cry? Did you get a crying movie <laughs> in, in the butt there this year, bud? I I can't say. I mean, I, I get a little emotional, and I did get emotional at the end Avengers Endgame movie. Um, but uh, for the sake of being different, um, I'm gonna just give you something that really just kind of scathed me, and uh, like deep down eternally to my soul like where it was just kind of like 
what the fuck did I just watch? And um, uh, yeah, yeah, I was a little teary-eyed and a little like horrified and sad. And I, I, I wrapped myself in a blanket and like curled in the fetal position. And it is The Nightingale. You wow. need to watch The Nightingale if you haven't seen it. Um, the director is the same director as The Babadook. It's an Australian yeah. film. It's, oh, The um, Babadook. But it's a completely <laughs> different movie. It's um, It deals with a lot of complicated issues in Australia's history um, regarding race. And there is uh, some really graphic uh, sexual violence scenes. No and like bad shit happens in that movie. And it really kind of left its impression on me. Maybe not to the point of crying, but I, wa- I was crying internally. Yeah. yeah. That counts. Like, had, had you cried, it would have been totally different than an emotional cry. It would have been a very, like... My body wants to leave. My soul wants to leave my body, and tears is the only way it can do it right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. That that was one of the I did, movies I, did, I wanted uh, to see. This yeah, year I did hear sure. about that, and then I heard about it, and I was like, "Well, I'm never going to see that." So it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough watch. Is it? Shout yeah, out to yeah, Portrait fuck, of a Lady on fucked fire. up. Um, I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, if we're going to talk about cries, I unlike last year where I cried a lot in movies. Um, this year, I didn't... And just in the apartment, in general. You know what? Um, <laughs> just because I threw my back out. Help me. You can make fun of me. <laughs> uh, my biggest cry of, uh, movie of the year was... Uh, it should have went to the movie that, that pretty much inspired people to make this movie this year. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? But it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That definitely uh, gave me a tear or two uh, during, the, during the film. And yeah, it was a great performance by Tom Hanks. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good plot. I think it was just the the overall like warmth that Tom Hanks had as as Mister Rogers because it was a little different. Some could some people could confuse it with uh, acting like a sociopath. A but sociopath, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I think <laughs> it was just an authentic niceness, you know. And I think that's uh, that's what's missing in this world. Well, who else could have played Mister Rogers? I don't like, know. That's, that's a, the thing. Somebody skinny. Hanks. Somebody skinny and tall. Daniel but, Day Lewis. Like I didn't buy. <laughs> oh, he's retired. I oh, didn't yeah. buy. What'd him. you say? No. <laughs> I didn't buy Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers, but I totally bought him as Tom Hanks playing Mister Rogers. If that makes sense, it's like that was a beautiful performance by Tom Hanks. In no way did he act like uh, Fred Rogers. An emaciated. Um, if he did the Matt Damon. No, no, it should be emaciated Tom Hanks from Castaway. He lo- yeah, yeah, st- yeah. lives in a box for like f- six months and loses fifty five pounds, and then he shaves it all off and starts swimming slowly. Then he turns into Fred Rogers. Boom! Book it. Boom! Roasted. New movie. New movie. All right. Uh, uh, number nine. No. Is done number eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you flip eight. It it looks like an infinity on a on a horizontal sign. I love you, so, infinity. So yeah, so number eight. That was me being conspiracy. Oh yeah, yeah. It. For your intro things, I forgot yeah. we were still yeah, doing. We're those. still doing those. <laughs> you asked me to. <laughs> number eight, Stephen. Uh, my number eight movie of the year. Um, it's a Netflix movie. It, however, it's not The Irishman. The Irishman, I think, is going to be left off my list because. I, I don't know if you can define it as a movie of, unless you sit through it in a movie theater. <laughs> I did do that. No one, no one uh, does that on a Netflix. Uh, when it comes to a Netflix movie, you sit, it, you watch it in parts. And this is a movie I watched in parts because uh, we uh, wa- that I watched in parts because I had to step away from it uh, for for a bit because it was getting too real, too surreal, if you would. Um, the best way to describe this movie, and it's so pretentious for me to say this uh, uh, without question, but it's but it's it's the truth. It's a very honest movie. Uh, it feels like the the writer and director um, 
went through similar experiences that this that this couple went through um and that you know affected not only their direct family but you know extended family as well i'm talking about marriage story by noah bombach i saw it too it's pretty uh sad it's pretty sad pretty intense they um, both did great sarah scarjo was great amazing uh, acting performances Adam all around great, but like all around yeah it just made me made me feel not good yeah yeah but that i think that's the point of this movie it's like just to just to give you some sort of glimpse onto onto the difficulties of other people's lives and even if they're an actor and uh and a director for plays like just to take it out of that was the biggest gripe the I thing had most interesting about that movie is how the memes killed it yeah that's true like that's true. netflix's netflix's like marketing strategy finally went against them when the people used like the serious acting memes as fodder on on the internet i could see that I mean, I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen a Noah Bombeck film since probably Squid and the Whale. Yeah. And, One uh, of my least favorite movies of all time. I love that film. <laughs> oh, Jeff Daniels? God. Come on. Jeff Daniels I, is great. I, don't, I, I, did, I need to revisit it, but I remember seeing that movie and being like, what in the fuck am I watching and being very upset? Look, here's the deal, man. I'm not a Noah Bombeck fan, but I like this movie a lot. A bomb boy. A like, bomb boy. I'm not a bomb boy. I don't like Greenberg. I don't <laughs> like, I barely like Life Aquatic. I only like because Wes Anderson took over. Um, but yeah, I'm not, and Squid in the Whale never saw. Um, just can't do it. Yeah. It's funny, like, can't Noah Bombeck and, uh, like, Wes Anderson are kind of, like, synonymous in that way, right? But I feel like both of them, like, write about their own lives, and, like, that's the, the one thing I can't kind of shake off with either of them is just, like, ugh. It's like, ugh. Wes Anderson's a bit, to this guy he's a bit more this. fantastical. Yeah, at least Wes Anderson's, like, this Therefore, is my life as a... As a fox. As, uh, <laughs> I like that. As, as a, a foxy old fox. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what's your number eight? My number eight is going to be uh, Jojo Rabbit. Wow, Jojo I'm Rabbit. I'm going to put in Jojo in there because I... It's a damn good movie. I really had a great time watching it. That's really why I'm going to put it in there. It's a damn good movie. I laughed a lot. I thought all the acting was great. I thought uh, my boy Taika as Hitler was great. ScarJo was, yeah. you know, You may, You may accessible. change my mind here. You may change my uh, mind. Thomason, I, might, I might switch Thomason out McKenzie is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she I, was in that uh, that Leave No Trace last year with uh, Ben Foster. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, I liked how it was so tongue in cheek, but at the same time, everybody was playing tongue on, tongue in cheek on set too. That little like you could the little kid tell. that was playing the Nazi, his friend. Yeah, so yeah. fucking funny that yeah. kid. Yeah, did you Na- guys did you guys see it? The Nazi kid with the bazooka. Oh, worth this. Worth saying. Worth saying. That's it. Yeah, that's all we're gonna say. Isaac, number eight. Number eight, that would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then what? Then what oh, I thought you were starting a story. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was a man named Quentin Got Tarantino. Him. Uh, um, overall, I uh, wasn't really too thrilled with it. Uh, literally, I, I was talking to Adam about it. for I, I felt for two hours it was just a movie about Leonardo DiCaprio complaining about how he isn't getting the roles. Well, about Quentin Tarantino complaining about Leonardo DiCaprio complaining about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Um, (laughs) You know, some of like the story I loved, I thought that was a great alternative twist. Um, And I loved seeing the old Hollywood actors. It was cool seeing Steve McQueen, um, Mama Cass, uh, 
And I also noticed that uh, Brad Pitt's character also resembled Robert Duvall. I don't know if you guys are familiar, or not Robert Duvall. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he played number two in Austin Powers. Robert Wagner? Yes, Robert Wagner. He was on the boat with Natalie Wood, yes. actually. Yeah, that's what Christopher it... Walken was there, too. Yeah, yeah. that's a problematic that's conversation. That's the whole <laughs> boat thing. That's what it really reminded me of. Jaws. Jaws um, came up and got him. Yeah. But it was like I really enjoyed seeing like you know a lot of the old school actors that those were a lot of the movies that I grew up watching with my parents um but overall like the last like 15 minutes of it were fucking great I would definitely recommend uh you know okay. seeing it but I wouldn't put it one of the best endings of the yes, year Yes I I wouldn't put it as like a you know must see like dedicate you know Okay your, Yeah I saw it. I enjoyed it. I thought I had a good. I had a good time. It was a good movie. It was a nice little. the The Spawn Ranch sequence is probably one of the best of the year. When uh, from when he picks up Margaret Qualley up until the and he walks through the town up until he leaves. That's one of my favorite scenes of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid scene because it 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 like you're tense well, like the whole time. You and think that, it takes a turn for the worse at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I think they're just going to start biting him or something. Yeah, well, there's a lot of feet in that movie too. A lot of feet. A lot, of, a feet. lot of feet in that movie. Which is shout like, out to Brad Pitt for yeah. calling uh, for yeah, really. mentioning in the speeches. He's like uh, Quinn's uh, <laughs> separated women from their shoes more than the TSA. <laughs> and he's like, I'd like to thank my co-stars, uh, Leo. What he calls him, LDC. Yes, great nickname. I would have shared the raft with you. Great nickname. And then he says, Yeah. And then he's just like LDC. Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet, Margot Qualley's feet, and then he, Dakota Johnson's, not Dakota. Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning's feet. Brad Pitt, all-time guy. I like him. I'm glad he's getting all-time his. All-time big uh, dude. All-time top top dude right I'm there. I'm glad he's getting his uh, awards this season. Yeah, yeah. I like his speeches. He's a funny dude. He, he seems pretty funny. He seems pretty. Good producer, too. Plan B, Plan B is, doesn't have a lot of misses. Doesn't seem full of himself for the, for the most, most part. part. For the most part, that's a big that's a big quote right there. Adam, yeah. number eight. Uh, I well, I got Once Upon a Time ranked higher. Um, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. We'll too. talk about it later. Okay, uh, but I'm just gonna throw Avengers in there at eight. Oh um, wow! Look again. at you. Uh, I think it makes a list just Avengers. Because... What the Avengers? Well, no. The first I mean, one? The, the, oh, well, that's one, a classic. Sean, Sean Connery, <laughs> Uma Thurman, <Yeah>. Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> you guys. The one that came out this year, yeah, yeah Endgame yeah. or whatever, you know, the whole Thanos thing. Uh, it's funny because, like, I'm just kind of happy it's over right now. And, like, this is coming from somebody who's, like, read comic books, like, for most of his life. And it's funny. I just fucking hate comic book movies now. I, uh, like, it's just, like, it's just, we're so inundated with them at this point that I just want, uh, I want new ideas out, out there. And, like, I, I, while I do like uh, what they did with it, it was it was great to see things wrapped up. And, uh, you know, yeah, we got, like, you know, the whole Tony Stark funeral. And, you know, I'm curious. Great to... funeral, by the way. Wow. A lot I mean, of finger foods. It looked nice. It well, looked really I nice. I do hate that Gwyneth Poucher just keeps getting paychecks. <laughs> well, they all do. And yeah. so, like, that's why I'm yeah, just, she like, keeps funding her, her, her goop, lifestyle goop, brand. Goop pyre. She's just so forgettable. Oh, well, she's not releasing vaginal scented candles. Okay, yeah, at least right. so, you know, we right. got that. Yeah, we got that. So I, that's I, got, I, we got that going. That's for topical. Us. I mean, I would buy Erica Badu's candle. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, go, can we get a plug in there? Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Avengers. I'm happy that it's over. It's kind of like Game of Thrones uh, in that I'm just I can't wait for people to stop fucking talking. About well, who would have thought that out of all the endings to all the things, uh, Avengers would have done it the best out of yeah, Game of Thrones, agreed. Star Wars, and Avengers? There was I think there was one other one. No, it was Game like of just, Thrones, Star Wars, and 
Avengers. Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Marvel. Marvel movies. DC, come DC. on. What DC was there? Justice League, Batman vs. Superman. That wasn't this year. I'm talking about this year. Like, Oh, oh, Adam. Oh, who would have thought that Avengers would have ended we, it the best? We don't talk about those movies. So you guys going to go see Birds of Prey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see We'll I'm talk gonna, about that in the next podcast. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Yeah. We were going to do Suicide Squad again. We did. That was our very but first episode. The yeah. Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. The Oscar-winning yeah. Oscar yeah. winner Suicide Oscar Squad. Winner. Okay, yeah. So, so we'll let's just get straight into number seven. My number seven movie of the year. It's a far superior movie to 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 the, to a movie that almost won Best Picture last year. Am I right? Like it got Best Actor. Yep. It got Best Editing, which yep. is which is laughable. Uh, but this is the far superior uh-huh, uh-huh, mus- uh-huh. musical Laffer. biopic, and it had exclusive. Uh, 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 takes and input by the musical subject himself because he's still alive albeit but but he wanted to you know be you know for lack of a better term balls deep in this project <laughs> it's it's my good good old good old Who friend else? my good old idol sir elton john that's right i'm talking about rocket man that's number seven on rocket my list man. that is well, that was one of the most enjoyable cinematic experiences albeit one of the most troublesome because almost to the year nick this was an instance at, at 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 one of our local movie theaters where towards the end of the film someone passed out and they almost called the paramedics for for some reason because they passed again? out. Yes, again. <laughs> someone was down below at, at at our local movie theater in the lower section p- apparently passed out the her their friend uh, um calls calls out their name and goes, "Can we can we stop this movie that my friend just passed out?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was a uh, disturbing, but other than that was a great movie, <laughs> a great experience. We should do our favorite movie uh, the the- mus- theater experiences of the year. the The coolest part about that movie—that's so yours for o- sure—obviously is the beginning sequence when uh, they recreate the "I'm Still Standing" music video, which which I think is amazing. Taron Eg- Egerton knocked it out of the park. Yeah, just just it was at, a really was fantastic. I enjoy a, mu- a music biopic that. In- incorporates the songs not as like and then we wrote this song and then they play yeah. that song and then yeah. like and then after that they wrote this song and then they play that song like this one they they use it to tell the story which is yeah. the only way to use music to in a fucking biopic it's told like a musical like i could see this on a broadway on a broadway stage for sure and it was rated r that was the like the that was like the coup de grace like elton john was was all about saying I want the drugs. I want the sex involved because I was all about drugs and sex during the during the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's my guy, Sir Elton. I love it. Number seven, come Nick, at me. Go ahead. Oh, uh, <laughs> number seven. I'm gonna go uncut gems. Wow. I, I can't put it any higher. I can't put it any higher because of how stressed out it made me. But that's the point, though. But it I can't, made you feel something. But I can't put it any lower because it made me feel that much. If Are you, you get upset what I'm that he didn't get an Oscar nom, or at least he like, he sh- had, did he sure see upset. it? Did he see it? I have not seen it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. on my list. Should definitely see it because that shit is yeah, lucky number seven over here. Wild. It's it's a it's a. There's no other way to put it. It's a wild movie. It's for sure a wild movie. Uh, I agree with you. It should be on the top ten list. Everybody in that movie does their job exceptionally well. Yeah, every single person. The even editor, the, even the Safety brothers, the DP, the writers, directors. The, the every, every random ass extra, actor, every ra- they have so many random, random ass celebrities, New, New York dudes just walking yeah. around in this movie, just hanging out. Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett kills it in this movie. It takes it's place in 2012. Be, it was supposed to be Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's crazy. Originally, and then they the shooting went into the fall, so they had to recast Joel, and then they had they're like, oh, you know, KG, just call KG. 
and they and then they're huge. Well, he's Knicks, not doing anything. They're huge Knicks fans, so the the whole thing they do the whole time is just razz them. They're like, dude, you guys robbed us of that of that uh, that one series that one time. <laughs> just talking shit to KG the whole time. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my seven. The the weirdest shout part about Julie, shout out to Julia Fox too, just in case you're listening. Oh yeah, yeah, you never know. The weirdest part about that movie, one hundred percent, is the is the mizzen scene. Is that the per, per, right way Composition to say Composition of the frame. Uh, no, the what's what is it where there's where there's dialogue talking over each other. So oh, there's a, Robert many Al- a the scenes, Robert Altman the Robert Altman effect. <laughs> yeah, where where everybody is talking over each other and there and you can't really understand what anybody's saying in New York accents. Do. Yeah, yeah, and heavy New York accents. Adam Sandler should have been nominated. Yeah, it was a, it was a snub. It was a huge snub. Well, we just just so whole... he could have worn like Nike, he would have worn like a Nike jumpsuit to the Oscars yeah. too. Well, you got amazing. the whole Kathy Bates, Adam Sandler Twitter interaction about yep. the Water Boy. So yeah. that's yeah. like yeah. the only good that. thing to come of out of this. That's it. That's it. And it we we didn't did need see happen. him on his press tour, so he was just playing basketball, random ass YMCA's yeah. all across the country, <laughs> which love. He can ball. Yeah, and he just shows up in his baggy shorts, and he's just like. Dish dimes. His, his oversized t shirt. Yeah, his oversized t shirt. Hey, I've seen his and one mixtape. It's it's real. He it's, can he can play. He can ball. He can ball. Uh uh speaking of dunks, uh 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 let's add an art to that and talk about our drunk movie of the year, Nick's favorite segment. Wait, I, did everybody else go? No. Oh. Isaac, Isaac, you're seven. Oh, cut that part out, Carl. Uh my number seven could be uh drunk movie of the year. Uh, I'm gonna go for Star Wars. Star Wars. Wow, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. Like the some of the shots for it were great. Um, a lot of the they added uh, what was it a new planet to this one, which I really enjoyed. That was a cool planet. I thought it was really you know enjoyable. The colors for that were amazing, especially the little dance that you. they had. Was it the uh, Burning Man planet? Yeah, the Burning yeah, Man. Yeah, Burning Man. The Burning Man, Man planet. Um, to make 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 sure that I knew. <laughs> but literally oh, yeah. the Burning Man planet. Yeah. Which of course Lando Calrissian is just chilling on. Yeah. <laughs> Works yeah. all the time. Yeah, just been like, oh yeah, I've been here since '69. Um. So I'm a huge Star Wars fan, diehard. Um. You know, read some of the books, read some of the comics. Um. But overall. Uh, I was pretty disappointed with it. Um, I'm when it comes to the original trilogy, it's kind of hard to you know overdo that. With this one, I kind of feel like they just scrambled a lot together to try to put in a good plot. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson uh, with the Last Jedi, it was it was entertaining, but again, they kind of messed with the plot story. Which kinda, one are you mad at? Uh, mostly the Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um. It was like it was just disappointing. Um. You know the what was it? George Lucas had uh, talked about how you know in Return of the Jedi how uh, you know Emperor Palpatine actually died. Uh, he wasn't supposed to come back. I feel J.J. Abrams pretty much did that to get the old uh, Star Wars fans into the theaters to get more of a money grab um which is the dumbest thing because he knows dumb. they would have gone anyway yeah yeah totally it's very like, dumb. He, he did all this fan service for fans that would have for sure bought one ticket maybe maybe he was going for like the five where does star wars make most of their money the repeat offenders or in just i don't know mass audience what I, do you think probably repeat people huh 
I mean, they developed so the fan why. base, so it's like you're they're, you're trying to promise them the entire time, like, hey, it's it's just it's gonna be just as good as you remember. Hey, it's just gonna be just as good as you remember, and well, then the you one, go, and you're always disappointed. Yeah, one thing that does make sense is Emperor, Emperor Palpatine fucks. That guy fucks for sure. Absolutely. No I, way, yeah. No way he didn't have kids flying around this little galaxy. He was an emperor. <laughs> Are you gonna finish? I'm about to do it. <laughs> about to give you unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> oh, that the whole the whole the whole Star Wars just exists on this precarious Emperor Palpatine strand, which is just great. That yeah. I just love that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all all nine movies involve the goddamn Emperor. <laughs> I was who knew? I was supr- uh, pretty surprised, you know, when Kylo Ren and him were talking. He was like, "Oh, so have you not heard about Darth Plagueis the Wise?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Let me tell you a little story uh, here, Kylo. Hey, Kylo, come um, here, come here, come but here. overall, get a drink uh, with your old man." <laughs> Granddaddy Pappy. Uh, yeah, you got to call him Pappy. Uh, but <laughs> overall, uh, Star Wars, I'd, I'd say it was okay. Um, C-plus movie. Yeah, I, I'd put it up there with the biggest uh, letdown is Game of Thrones with season finale. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Adam. Uh, yeah, my... Uh, okay, so we're at seven. Uh, I already talked about it. I'm just going to bring it up again. The Nightingale. Um, okay. That's my number seven. Okay. Um, it's uh, really just, it really sticks with you, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it stuck with me. I don't think it was like the greatest thing I've ever saw this year, yeah. but I'm really excited to see what this director does in the future. I think she's really talented. I really love The Babadook. Um, I thought it was like yeah. one of, like a great horror movie, and like this is co- a complete departure from that. Horrific in different ways, but uh, uh, definitely uh, just entertaining. It's an entertaining movie, and because people haven't seen it, I'm not going to talk anymore about should, it. Should I should I watch it as a non scary person? It's not scary. It's just really Probably an intense movie. It's yeah. There yeah. you deal with a lot of really like tough things, which is why it's a tearjerker at times. And <sighs> yeah, it's like Australia has a really fucked up history. Is like what I like came down to, and I kind of already knew that based on the Australian films that I've seen and the actors it's produced. I mean, look at Mel Gibson. I mean, come on now, <laughs> yeah. Heath Ledger, really well-rounded man. <laughs> yeah, is Mel Gibson actually Australian? Yeah, yeah. born Australian. Australia. Okay, Mad Max. Okay. He actually has an accent in the first. Nicole Kidman too. We the weapon yeah huge jackpot you want to get it i know what does he say uh you want to jump do you want to jump that's just fine with me <laughs> but um, yeah, worth checking out well speaking of drunks nick's uh <laughs> nick let's uh talk about your drunk movie of the year drunk your favorite segment year. yeah yeah um, drunk movie of the year. so i saw a lot of movies drunk this year because i have the amc a-list so i hey, was shout able out to, to the a-list yep shout out a-listers here we go uh so i can see a lot of movies uh, I saw Alita Battle Angel twice because the first time I was a little too drunk when oh, I saw nice. it, so I didn't remember yeah. most of it. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to do it again. Uh-huh. I still don't remember much of it, but That's fair. Uh, I do remember that I enjoyed it. I had a couple other movies. Uh, the Gentleman I just saw. Might have been a little too drunk for that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Does that see. count for this year or, or next year? I think year, it, counts as, it counts as next year. Fiscal so that's, year. That's a tease. That's a tease. Yeah, it's a fiscal year, so it's a tease. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Which I forgot about until earlier today. Well, that helps because alcohol is involved. Yeah, I, I, I feel like How when it comes to the rock. I feel like when it comes to Fast and Furious, you have to be drunk. Yeah, that, yeah. No, no, because you got to get on their level of yeah, the, of the general true. audience that wants to see them. You got to be inebriated. And I'll say my my two my two high movie of the year was a Spider Man Homecoming, where mm. I I accidentally got a little too high in the very beginning of that movie. Far from home. Yeah, far from home. Not far from home. home. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. 
I'm so high, I don't really remember. Yeah, apart uh, from sober. It's fine. It's fine. Do you have your favorite, though? I know you're listing a lot my of My favorite them is Elite Battle. Elite okay. Battle Engine, for okay. sure. Okay. I can't wait to watch it again. It's, it's my Aquaman of this year. Ah, uh, yes. Even though you saw them pretty much back-to-back. I did almost see them back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you we got to rewatch Aquaman, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I know we're an Aquaman podcast. We just don't want to admit it. Uh, Isaac, what's your what's your drunk movie? Movie that you needed to be inebriated <laughs> to see. Uh, well, I mean, I I didn't see it, but I feel like if you were going to be drunk to watch it, probably Little Women. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Taking mm. shots at taking shots at Little Wimps, Little Wimps, miniature maids. Well, I mean, <laughs> I I, I read know the... a Bombex wife. <laughs> I I read partner. The... Right, Pat. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I read the book. Like uh, I always enjoyed it uh, as a teenager. I mean, they had a great cast. They had some really great people. The girl. Did from... you see it? No. Okay, you're I... acting. <laughs> no, I read the book, but they had a great cast in there. The girl from Lady Bird was in there. I heard she did a pretty good job. Sarsha. Sarsha. Um, I also heard my girl Meryl Streep was in it. Meryl was yeah, Meryl was in um, it. Meryl. But I feel like you know. Those movies that don't need to be remade, that was probably one of them. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Though you you were a Winona fan then. Yes. Winona, Winona writer. He's a writer dyer for He's a writer dyer for Winona writer. That she, big celebrity. That's fresh. Okay. That's fair. Adam, you got one. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's not the drunk movie in the typical way. I mean, I was drunk when I saw it, but it just enhanced the experience. Yeah. And, <laughs> That was the lighthouse. Uh, yeah, see that—that that was drinking. my next thing. It was that's a great movie. To the next see category, <laughs> next category of movie you saw, but can't remember a thing. I don't, I don't recall like what happened at all during yeah. the lighthouse, but I do, <laughs> I do remember it being fucking bananas. Yeah, yeah, just to say the least. It was, it was a great nanners movie. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, my drunk movie of the year, obviously, is going to be uh, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. What a great movie to see while you're while you got a buzz going. Very there's good. so yeah. much going on. Yeah, in that the, movie. New, the new Manji. Well, New Manji had a lot of good comedy. I appreciate it. I was buzzing hard in that movie, and I I think I enjoyed it more than most people in the theater did. Yeah. Oh, we all enjoyed it more yeah, than we, more than we the were rest laughing of the a lot <laughs> when other people were not. <laughs> it was a great movie. I, but I highly the, recommend. But it. I do want to talk about the lighthouse since it's not on my list or anything. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? That <laughs> it's on my list later. So okay, we, we so can we'll, revisit. We'll, re- we'll revisit. We'll revisit. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um. Um. So so Isaac, this is the next category. A movie you can't. Movie you can't remember a thing of, but you definitely saw. Scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's fair. That's a good callback. Good callback to your number nine or ten. I don't remember uh, the number now. That was my number nine. His nine. Didn't yeah. he switch it? Didn't he switch it though with your number ten? No, we almost shamed him into it. But yes. decided yeah, we, we don't shame people here. Yeah, that's all right. Um. Yeah. No. So going in, uh, I was expecting it to be like scary it it did have a little bit of its scary moments um but the story itself i really can't remember um i just remember there was the (laughs) young girl a couple of guys and uh, the what was it i remember hank from uh what was it breaking bad was in there which was that guy yeah that guy what Um, is his real name yeah (laughs) uh dean dean uh stanton not Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. That's who it is. Uh, but I mean, like, uh, I I really can't remember a lot of it. Uh, it was overall like n- not very enjoyable. I I had too much of a high expectation going in, and then just going out. It was 
not worthy to remember what really happened in there. That's good. Dean Norris. Adam, Adam is there a movie that you don't know? Yes. Yes, there is. Um, uh, I'm going to say The Irishman. The Irishman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've tried to watch it twice now, and <laughs> yeah. I've fallen asleep both times. <laughs> I know fair. it in- involves like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Some yeah. of it takes place in Philly. And uh, uh, yeah, like what is it? Um, uh, that's it, just your number one criteria. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. Always that was the part that you woke up for. You Philadelphia. Like, oh, hey, yeah. oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, it has to do with, like, what is it? Uh, what's the Danny DeVito film and Jack Nicholson? It's the same guy. He's like the union oh, rep. Jimmy Hoffa? Hoffa? Yeah, oh, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like another Hoffa story. And, yeah. I mean, I know Jimmy Hoffa's involved. I know Robert De Niro's, like, some dude who's, like, working for the mafia. And, and it was nice to see Joe Pesci again. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to he Joe was, Pesci. He was really great in it. Who yeah, who doesn't like Joe Pesci? Um, but, yeah, I don't really recall anything that happened in that movie and i don't know why people are so like on marty scorsese's dick for making that movie for netflix so that's my yeah, it was, it was really a free re- three-hour movie yeah great movie uh that's about it i didn't it's not on my list yeah it's not on my list either there um, you go i did enjoy anna paquin was in it though so yeah for a shouts, solid shouts, five minutes she, she to, says nothing i heard shouts to packy yeah yeah or she says one line anna Pacquiao. yeah 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 that was clearly forgettable. <laughs> really bad. Really bad, Nick. Um, movie that I saw that I can't remember really watching. I think we talked about this, Nick. What was that movie? I guess it makes sense that you don't remember what exactly. No, yeah, exactly. It was it was something that we watched. Oh, it was. I, I guess. I, I guess without having to go back to it um, a few days ago while researching for this podcast because we're all real researched here. Um, it would be the last black man in San Francisco. I couldn't tell you what happened to the plot without having to revisit it. I remember on Wikipedia. a lot. I remember quite a bit of it. But 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 going back just and reading by, to it, just I by remember. scenes though, I don't really remember. A lot. Exactly, I don't remember the dialogue. I remember like the visuals. Like I remember yeah. seeing. Yeah, but yeah, I would ha- I'd have to say that would be my film. It was great. Like I like I said before, it was beautifully shot. I just you know you can forget things that you like. Exactly. Like I, I forget how much I. Spider Man Far From Home. I don't remember a fucking thing about yeah. that movie. <laughs> I think we got that. <laughs> um, speaking of can't remember, it's the number six. Six. What's your number six movie of the year, Nick? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Isaac's movie that he just talked about. I'm gonna go Little Whims. Little Women's. Wow, really? I did see Little Women. Doesn't crack the top five for you? No. Okay. Uh, it should be happy to be in my top ten. Wow. But. Wow, that's not I misogynist. Had a, I had a great time. <laughs> okay. I I didn't know anything about Little Women, though. I never read the book. Yeah, neither But I. I do enjoy all of those actresses. Louisa May Alcott, I believe, is the writer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool story behind her in general, which I really enjoyed Wikipediaing after the movie was over. That's cool. Uh, but I love all those actresses, and I was uh, on board. Emma Watson, oh, her accent is just not ever that good as an American as accent, American, yeah. <laughs> but... She wasn't that bad. Okay. She didn't ruin the movie or anything. Laura Dern, a little out of place as a as the mom. Mm. And you know who the dad is that just shows up near the end of the movie? I'll give you one guess. Bob Odenkirk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. That's so I, wild. I appreciated my boy Bobby Odenkirk getting a little bit of work. Shout out to Bob. Quick question. This was the first iteration of Little Women you've ever seen. I think I had seen the original one, but I didn't remember a thing about it. Okay. So yeah, so I was going, I was coming in fresh, and she uh, and she told the story in a non-linear way, which I appreciated. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was like jumping back and forth, to, like match themes, and I was like, you know what, Greta, I'm on board. So little whims, miniature maids, uh, tiny ladies, 
Yeah, sure. That's sure. my uh, number seven. Isaac. Uh, number seven. Six. Or six. Stupid uh, idiot. Number six. Number six definitely would be, we already talked about it, Endgame. Endgame, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Anything to add? Um, who is your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite? Who's one your of favorite all time? Avenger? My favorite Avenger. Is it? Is it? I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Uh, no, it is not. It's not a Joker. Uh, He's DC. Uh, oh, really? Noob. My, I think this my is obviously Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, favorite uh, Avenger would probably have to be. Uh, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Wow, Star-Lord. Yeah. That's I've pretty cool. always been a big Chris Pratt guy. I thought he was really funny, and I just, I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Those are fighting words. Wow. <laughs> He's not even a fucking Avenger. He's not even, like, core Avengers. <laughs> wow. Well, He's just, like, Avengers to, like, to the fucking movie. So He's why, a galactic why, Avenger, yeah. though. Yeah. Come on, man. The Avengers yeah. got to Earth. He's got the galaxy. The, that's a reach. With the other Guardians. It's a, it's a reach. The other Guardians, like... <laughs> well, I mean, the Avengers, they're the mightiest heroes of Earth. Guardians of the Galaxy are Guardians of the Galaxy. Damn, now we're getting Avengers specifics. All right, galaxy. nerds, we're, out, we're over this conversation. Um, Speaking of uh, Guardians of the World, Godzilla. Another movie I don't remember a thing about, but I definitely saw <laughs> that movie. see it. I know Millie Bobby Brown was in it. The the end with Mothra, though, was wild. I remember yeah. I remember being... Uh, I was yeah. drunk, too. Yeah, during that one. Tyrion yeah. Lannister, though. Or no, no, his dad. Tyrion's dad. Yeah, Tyrion's dad. Charles yeah. Dance. Yeah. yeah. Charles. He's also in Alien 3. Charles, yeah. may I dance with you, uh, yeah. please? Yeah. yeah. Aren't they going to be doing a Godzilla versus King Kong now? It's coming. It should. King Kong. King, 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 King I'm Kong. I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Adam, what's your number six? Um, Donkey Kong. Um, oh, I wish. Actually, Us. Donkey Kong us is my action. number six. Us is your number us? six. Yeah, us is my solid. number six. Okay. This podcast. Okay. Wow. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you consuming all that media. <laughs> you should have. Made it number five. No, it's I not. It's not my five. Nah, oh, yeah, for that, nah, I got five. That's a good call. Good you call guys back. are, you just, you know, no, no, it's not, it's not, there's a reason why it's not five. It's because there are, I have issues with some of the, the yeah. plot. And um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. It was great. Um, love the music. Love Jordan Peele. Love everything that he's doing for cinema, uh, just in general. Uh, it was an entertaining film. And I have a small little anecdote about Jordan Peele films. Uh, the first time I went to go see, um, and it doesn't relate to this particular movie, but it's a Jordan <laughs> we Peele talked film. About him. We talked about it before. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so like I go to, uh, I was going to see Get Out, and um, this like really old white lady comes up to me in the line, uh, and like I'm just like going to see it by myself, like being weird. And she comes up to me and she's like, What are you going to see? I'm like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see Get Out, and she's like, oh, "What? That, what's that one about?" And I'm just like, uh, "I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it's supposed to be kind of like a horror, but it's a comedy, and then there's like race, and there's like a lot of things going on in it." She's like, "Oh, I'll go see that." <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just like, "All right." It's an interesting conversation. <laughs> and uh, but I remember walking out of the theater and I like overheard her conversation and she was just like, "I don't understand it." <laughs> and uh, well, I she guess just goes, she just goes to the movie yeah, theater and I asks care. the first person she sees and she sees that movie. What a wild life to live! Can that, you imagine doing that? That would be an amazing movie. <laughs> we need to find her and give her a podcast. You should. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Us was great. And uh, yeah, Lupita, no, uh, Lupita should have been nominated Lupita should have. Yeah, she should have definitely. Yeah, she should have gotten a got, nom. She got a snap for sure. Uh, I know a girl who knows a girl who was dating Winston Duke, the uh, the main guy in that movie. 
than us. I'm yeah. sure they're not dating anymore because he's too famous. But yeah, they yeah. could be. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, my number six <laughs> choice uh, of the year goes to uh, goes to the one and only Uncut Gems. Yeah, I'll bring it up. It's it almost cracked the top five, but 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 it just couldn't make it. Let's get anxious. I love the anxiety driven <laughs> moments of that movie. Um, I love the performances. I love the the mizzen scene. I love the cinematography. I love the Robert Altman effect. I love it all. Uh, it's just it's just you know not not the best movie of the year, unfortunately. Yep. Um. Uh, now let's get into it. Ugh. Biggest ugh moment of uh of twenty of twenty nineteen, Nick. Of twenty nineteen. Uh, biggest ugh moment. What do you got? Uh, mine was um. So there was a lot of de aging this year on people. I have a small, oh, wow. I, I don't know if I have a problem with it. I kind of like seeing like old young people. <laughs> with, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, uh, so there's uh, the Irishman. Yeah, the Irishman comes comes to mind when uh, Robert De Niro has to beat the shit out of that oh guy. Oh my God, street, everybody but, hated that. But he, yeah. mo- he moves like the oldest man in the world it's when he does so that. so horrible. Yeah. So I feel bad from there. But uh, my number one like de-aging uh, is Will Smith and uh, Gemini Man. Oh yeah, you're the one that saw that. I saw that movie and... There was just points where his there was some points where his face looked like legit fresh fresh pinch Belair territory, but uh-huh. then there was other times when it was like a early two thousand CGI like, like Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar yeah. Binks type character where he moved like in like sequences and like his his leg his legs and arms were too long at certain points. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck that was happening in that yeah. whole thing. So that was that was pretty pretty frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, Isaac, what do you got for uh, for one of the moments? I saw biggest uh. I didn't know if it was a uh or a oh. So <laughs> something you're disgusted by, like, like not unimpressed, <laughs> disgusted. Um. So for mine, it was uh, calf birthing moment. Shout out to Honeyland. <laughs> or I did put Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot I of there's that's a lot right, of yeah. moments. That's yeah. like I. That sounds legit. <laughs> I loved Hereditary. Hereditary had a great plot line. The story was great. Um, There's a lot of moments in there, but it moved the story along. Yeah, no, it, like it was a part of the story. Yeah. So with Midsommar, I kind of feel the story itself was being put together as the movie was going. It mm. didn't really have a strong plot line, um, but some of the shots in there uh, were really great. Um, but overall, it was kind of just like a clusterfuck of a movie is how i would describe it um but it was a big ugh mm. like i don't know what the fuck this is about yeah some more like midsummer yeah midsummer <laughs> all right that's an interesting take i've never heard that one but that but 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 yeah i get it i get it i understand it i'm gonna pocket it i haven't seen, i haven't seen it Amazon yeah you're never Prime. gonna see it stupid i will see it uh adam go ahead um uh, so yeah, I, I guess I just kind of like thought this was we were talking about just a movie in general. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, a movie in general. Um, my UG this year is uh, Knives Out, actually. So wow. yeah, shots wow. fired. Wow. So uh, yeah, no, um, I, I just I went into that movie. It was so overhyped. Um, a lot of people just talked about how great it was, and that you know if you really want to see new films and new ideas, you should support them and Ryan Johnson and all this other great stuff. And so I was like, you know what? Um, I went on a date and we went to go see Knives Out, and 
Uh, I trust her opinion in films. Uh, her name's Michelle. Uh, she's Shout out to Michelle. Never going to listen to this. She won't. But, you know. <laughs> uh, was, was there a number two date after this? Uh, this was the number two date. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, since okay. then, she's got the poop, food the poisoning, poop, the poop and date. she hasn't called me back. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. What are you going to do? But uh, anyway, the, the most important thing is we both walked out of that theater, and she was like, yeah, I really want to see this. My friends have been talking about it. Uh, and I was like, oh, same here. We go, and... We both look at each other and we're just like, that was just kind of, eh. It was like, just kind of like, whatever. Like, sure. It has its moments, but like, in terms of like, uh, I don't know, like, exactly what it is, which is like this murder mystery caper thing. And of course, you know, leave it to a good old Ryan to like, you know, throw his own like, you know, beliefs and things into it as he should as a director. But um, I don't know. I just didn't like it in terms of just like, I didn't think it was as clever as everyone made it out to be. Uh, it was just kind of like, whatever. Truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. You're a liar. You're I knew this liar. was going to be a contentious pick. I, yeah. knew, I haven't well, seen it, that hard of a stare down since the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a contentious pick, but These I didn't like Tears it. in my eyes. We'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into it. But speaking of speaking of, 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 of biggest ugh moment, I'm going to have to agree it's been some more, for sure. Uh, there's not much to say about it without spoiling it, but yeah, absolutely, Midsummer. You just, you just, it was, it was like some parts were watching a train wreck. Some parts are still with me to this day. I know your other Agreed. biggest, your Agreed. biggest Agreed. ugh moment, your biggest ugh moment is uh, Disney redoing Star- uh, Aladdin and Lion King. That's one of them. That's, that's honorable that's mention. For you. That's I for just want to, I want to get that out of my head though, without even thinking about it. But that's just Aladdin. Me. I'm a forever non uh, remake fan. Yeah, my other biggest UG was when uh, they said the Shelby GT goes faster than the Audi 5000, you know what I mean? In Ford vs. Ferrari. When they were like, Ford vs. Ferrari, Ferrari wins 9 out of 10, am I right, guys? This guy doesn't know a thing about cars. I don't know a single thing about cars. That was a good moment for you to fail. Time for your number five. Number five movie of the year. Um, I'm going to start it off. It's uh, it's a movie that I saw earlier, earlier-ish this year. It was, it was, a, it was a summer release. Um, albeit limited, um, it deserved the Golden Globe uh, uh, winner for Best Actress. It should have it should have got nominated. It's one of the biggest snubs I think of this year. It's for sure the farewell. That's my number five. The farewell. Great movie. Great cast. Great story. Based off a of podcast. Believe it or not. Shout out to podcast. I did. I did listen to that. Um. Yeah, I, I did too. And it's and it's an amazing story. And it's and it's believable. And it's and it's different at the same time. Nick, what do you got? Knives out. Speaking of knives out, <laughs> wow! My, kni- my knives are out for Adam. I'm gonna murder him. Yep, I Look agree. At, but nobody's gonna know until the end of the story when they finally figure out that I was behind it the whole time. He was the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Uh, I I picked it because I had a good time watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. And I uh, no, I was late. I appreciate uh, Anadarmus. Think she's oh, a, oh uh, shout out to Anna. I like her oh, eyes. Anna did Armas. Yep. And Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, you know, the whole gang. Yeah, the whole gang was there. They gave a lot of good actors. Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> yep, Lakeith. But yeah, it's out there because I liked it. Okay, okay. Um, Top five, Isaac. Uh, give us your number five. And I like a murder mystery. That's good to know. We already talked about it, but it's going to be the Irishman for me. Irishman number five. So 
the one thing I really loved about the Irishman was the history aspect part of it. Um, I'm definitely into history. I loved the whole uh, Kennedy assassination with the you know Bay of Pigs tie-in, especially with Jimmy Hoffa. I thought all of it was super interesting. Um, a lot of it made sense um, in regards to you know the dip- disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. The timelines all added up, but. The I thought the de-aging thing was okay. I didn't mm. think it was great, um, but I loved seeing you know Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro all on screen together. Like Goodfellas was one of my favorite Scorsese movies, hands down. It was just great to see Pesci again on the screen. Adam, what do you think of uh, Al Pacino's uh, uh, Pennsylvania accent? I don't think it's believable. It's at not all. believable. Yeah, he yeah. had he had a little bit of a twang, but it but was Nicholson more believable as a Pennsylvania uh, teamster? Uh, I don't think. I mean, honestly, or like, deers over deer. It's kind of fucked up, but you know, Sylvester Stallone is probably the most accurate was Philly fist. accent. <laughs> when he was in, was it Fist? Was that what it was called? I think that's the movie Fist. What a yeah, great movie! The most yeah. believable Philly accent is one that. Yeah, 19, 1978 <laughs> American drama film by Norman Jewison, uh, uh, our favorite guest, uh, uh, and uh, starring Sylvester Stallone as a union boss. Hey, it's me, union boss over here. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Uh, number five, Adam, what do you got? Uh, it's it's funny. I was just like looking at it. Uh, it's it's dragged across concrete. Um, dragged uh, across concrete. That, that guy's see, movie. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Wow, it's it was pretty too, it was, awesome. It was pretty long. Yeah. Um, so like the funny thing in it, I was two just, and a half hours. Yeah, that's why I didn't end up doing it, even I, though I saw the Irishman in theaters. Wow, well, <laughs> you know it's it's still pretty awesome. I mean, if you've seen any of his other films, Craig Zoller. Yeah, yeah, you, I watched that uh, weird guy, Bone Bone Tomahawk, Bone Tomahawk, and uh, uh, Cell, uh, Cell Fight Block Ninety Nine. I never saw Fight Cell on Block. Cell Block Ninety Nine. Yeah. yeah, Brawl on Brawl Cell, Cell Block Ninety Nine. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I it's. It's a uh, also known as rough movies. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just need those more. We need more of those movies in do the world. We though? I we? think we do. <laughs> well, I well think with we Brawl do. and Cell, my issue with Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine is th- there's clearly dummies. There were clearly like makeup dummies with exploding features. Like the the fact that Vince Vaughn can make someone's head cave in with one punch. Really threw but me off. But that's kind of awesome. Right? Yeah, but like, that's not why... realistic, you know? Well, I mean, have you seen George Romero's Dawn of the Dead? I mean, there's a zombie <laughs> there's that a has de- a watermelon head, and that's... it gets blown to pieces. Hey, that you know, that's a zombie movie. That's already not realistic. Well, I mean, I don't think these movies are supposed to be realistic to begin with. Bone Tomahawk isn't supposed to be realistic. I, I could believe that story of Native Americans inserting bones into their throats in order to sound like... Talk like that. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. It's Mongolian. All I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with a good snuff film. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like that movies like that are being made because, again, it's like... I mean, it's like this hard, gruff, hard nose. Like, like it reminds me of like the old B movies, like yeah, from, yeah. like neo noir type stuff. Like, were you a fan well, of it's that? The death of the B movie with like nowadays, but now I think streaming is going to bring back the B movie. Just nobody's going to watch a lot of them. But I mean, people are watching those films. They're it's watching like, Zoller's films. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that movie Shot Caller with uh, Nikolai Kosterwald. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I get it. I mean, I watched them. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna watch them, but it's like, eh, you I mean, know. Sometimes you just want to turn off your brain and just watch something. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong, sir. 
Um, all right. All right. Thanks, guys, for submitting your top five. And now we'll get into uh, our, our guy, Kyle, favorite segment. Good thing he's not going to be able to participate or else this podcast would be 16 hours long. Favorite comic book movie of the year. Uh, I'm going to get things started and say, my favorite uh, comic book movie of the year. That's a joker, baby. <laughs> my favorite comic book movie of the year was Paul. I'm a joker, baby. <laughs> my favorite comic book movie of the year was Paul. I'm a joker, baby. Was Wait, what, was, what was your favorite movie? It was my favorite comic book movie of the year was Polar. I'm, Polar. Agree- I'm yeah. actually in agreement on that. <laughs> yeah. That's mine. Yeah, that's Polar. Well, there you go. Really? We're both in agreement there. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was a fantastic movie. Polar might be my favorite Netflix movie of the year. That, that was, it was Thinking a about strong it. contender. It's Mads. Yeah. How do you not like Mads? How do you not like Mads Mickelson? How do you not like uh, um, um, uh, people getting their eyes ripped out? And then uh, and then him teaching uh, kindergartners how to properly slit the man's throat. <laughs> <laughs> One of an probably one of my all time favorite scenes this year. Definitely that scene. Definitely, uh, Nick. What's your what's your favorite? The Joker Why? is my number two. I'm gonna go okay. Avengers. There I think go. Avengers Endgame was more satisfying. Yeah. But uh, Joker is is an actual good movie. All right, I'm gonna right. say that it's Kyle's actual number two behind uh, Star Wars. Behind Lego Movie Two. Yeah. Kyle's top five off the bat. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Joker. Star Wars Joker, Avengers Endgame. And then Avengers Endgame. And then It Part 2. And then It Part 2. And then... It uh, Part 2? That sounds French. And then uh, <laughs> and then Cats. And Cats. Yeah. Cats, number one movie. Cats, Cats, Cats. He's, it's his namesake. He's got he's to gotta love that movie. Um, Isaac, uh, what is Avengers? Number... Or number, yeah, uh, Joker? N- favorite comic book. Is it on your list? Is it on your list? It is. Okay, we're going to get to it later then. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, now we're going to do our own top fives. Top five. Run through it quick. Uh, my top five is top five movies I didn't see because they were too scary. Number one, Midsommar, which I think I'm going to watch. The other ones, maybe not so much. Uh, the other ones were Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Decided not going to see that. Crawl. Decided not going to see that because I don't do well with that in particular. I did actually see a lot of the movies on the on the uh, top scary movies list. I saw Ready or Not. Not technically a horror movie, but a good movie. Good Lauren Hill biopic. <laughs> saw Lighthouse. I saw Us. So uh, for me, go. that's pretty good. Uh, you got to count. Uh, the other ones I didn't Dark see Doctor Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep I'm not going to see, which I heard it's is actually not that scary. It's a great movie. And uh, It Chapter 2. Okay. Those are, my top, those are my five. My top five movies that I haven't seen but want to see. Harriet's for sure on that list. Uh, Crawl's on that list. Uh, I'm going to give it to um, um, Ad Astra. Uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, Space Dad movie. And then my number five movie that I wanted to see, honestly, is Pain and Glory. Antonio Bantara. Yeah, Pain and Glory is one I didn't get around to either. Yeah, definitely, definitely won't get around to I was to like, hey, do I feel soon. like going to cry in a movie theater again? And, no. But I have to read my emotions? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Adam, do you got a top five ready? Uh, I'll give you a top three. Yeah, yeah, works? give me a top three. That's, That's quick. Great. Keep it quick and um, dirty. Uh, three movies that uh, I thought I was going to talk about on this podcast that I'm not going to talk about. There you go. There you go. Uh, El Camino. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, that should have been the number one Netflix movie. Yeah. Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn is another maybe, movie I was maybe too scared to see. A bad Superman movie. And, I like it. And uh, Rambo: Last Blood. Wow, did you like it? <laughs> did you I like mean, that movie? I, I I thought I was going to talk about it, but if I did talk about it, then I'd be breaking my top three list, so I can't talk about That's it. I'm true. just asking if you watched it. No, I agree. Can't talk about it. Yep. I mean, it's a yes or no question. It's not Isaac, talking about it. Isaac, Isaac, your top five. 
Uh, top five movies that I did not get to see that I wanted to see uh, would be number one would be Brightburn. Uh, two, <laughs> uh, two. Uh, yeah, Brightburn makes sense for you. Writing uh, candidate. Uh, two would be Harriet. Three, Pain and Glory. Number four, Rambo. And five, Ford vs. Ferrari. Hmm. Hmm. Ford vs. Ferrari, I will say I saw that movie. It's not in my top ten. It's, it's a great movie to see in a movie theater. Dang close, yeah. Saw it in, the mo- saw it in Dolby Sound. Uh, no, I have never driven experience. faster home in my life. Yeah, I, I'm just not a big Matt Damon fan. That's all. That's unfortunate. Are you what? I'm not a big Matt Damon fan. Oh god, that's just horrible. Uh, speaking of speaking of worst numbers, let's get to number four. <laughs> number four movie of the year for me. Uh, getting down to the nitty gritty here, and it's a, and it's another shots fired to our friend Adam. Yeah, that's right. It's Knives Out, number four for me. <laughs> Knives. Great, great Ryan Johnson movie. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is an excellent filmmaker. He has not made a bad movie. He's only he's only <laughs> been pigeonholed in bad in bad them, thematic elements. Oh, so you like the Last Jedi? I'm a fan of Last Jedi as a movie itself. Mm. I like it's, it. It's a series, isn't it? It's a movie. If you're talking <laughs> about Abrams, if, if like... this movie, if The Last Jedi <laughs> was a movie standalone, it would be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. But it's I part respect, of a series. Respectfully disagree. I'm with you there. Uh, well, you guys have the duel now. If you guys don't don't <laughs> like the, the duel se- of fates, if you guys don't like the sequence of of Laura Dern, uh, 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 jungle light speeding into into a fleet of ships. That I don't I don't know where to stand with you. That was one of the coolest things. I have a problem with that because it normalizes suicide attacks <laughs> for children. I mean, like that's a huge, it's a huge I issue. I know Adam was so woke. Uh, what's your number four there, uh, Nick? Yeah, he always looks like he's asleep for some reason. My number four is <laughs> David 19, effect. 1917. Uh, mm. Two of my favorite numbers. They put them together. What could go wrong? <laughs> Good lord, that movie. Good uh, lord, that movie. I chose it because, you know, I was just enthralled with it the whole time. I was ready to go. Uh, it, it gave you enough time to breathe. That's what I liked about it. I liked it. It didn't do like uh, Save Private Ryan where they're like 20 minutes of you not breathing and then just like the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then up until like, uh, you know, certain sequences. But this one was like, it was perfectly paced in like action, you know, like three minutes and then like seven minutes yep. and then like three minutes. Yeah. So... I just I I enjoyed it. It's kind of like timed breathing because like I feel like you're you're right about the saving Ryan Private Ryan thing, but like you know then they get that scene like in the French town where they're all yeah, just yeah. kind of chilling for a minute. Yeah, it was like that except more regimented. Better I guess. pacing. Yeah, better. Well, pacing. Well, it was supposed and, to be told over and the, night and really. the fucking D and and my boy Roger Deakins. You gotta give yeah, him, gotta give him credit. Yeah. They they planned it out to like to the T. Look, look. If we're gonna talk about this movie, then then I'm gonna have to give the CGI it. rats. That's the problem. The big problem you had. No, I mean yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, but no. Um, the this movie is not on my top ten list solely for the fact that it's gonna get my In and Out uh, award. It is beyond uh, this top ten. It's such a good movie, and I know it's gonna get all the awards that it deserves. It's it's out of my list. It's a super honorable mention, if you would. It is the double double to my average fast food top ten life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, oh, it almost doesn't count as fast food. It doesn't count. What it's you're be, that's what I'm saying. It's beyond. Yeah. It's okay, beyond I, I get it. I get it. I've yeah, always thought of In-N-Out as that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's be, it's beyond for this year. In-N-Out's it, right it's, between Chili's sit down and like. <sighs> don't get me started. The, the two for twenty. Yep. No, the three for the three. Isaac, your number four. Uh, my number four. I'm gonna have to go with Lighthouse. Wow. Why so? Um, I thought it was a really. You liked the mermaid sex scene. Yeah, that was one of those. <laughs> I like the Greek mythology uh, sim- symbolism at the end. 
Well, I mean, I got it ranked higher. The reason I really enjoyed it was so with the director, he did the the Vivich is what I like to call it. Yeah, the Devil V. Yes. Um, still haven't seen that. I'm still scared of it. I (laughs) haven't seen that. I I know. I really need to. I really need. You haven't seen it? No, he hasn't. Oh, Double Vivich. Yes. Wait, the witch. The witch. I would recommend. Oh. It's the way it's spelled. He's big on Boston horror. I hate that. uh, I hate that W. Can we can we talk about how W is two U's, but it's really two V's? Shouldn't it be called double V? You're interrupting his top. Doesn't that make a lot more sense? I'm glad that this This is is dorm room conversation (laughs) one hundred and one. Brought to you by Nick Lyons. All right. So the reason I liked uh, the lighthouse was so from the witch. He was uh, going off of you know uh, local. Uh, folktales off of witches um, and for this one I feel like it was going with the urban myths of like mermaids going crazy at sea with cabin fever um, spoilers so if you haven't seen this please uh, be ready for this uh, so with the ending you could have gone with a couple of different ways uh, the one thing that I think i noticed was uh robert pattinson actually had a dual split personality he was the one that was actually alone on the lighthouse island and he was just making up the character of uh willem defoe is that true do you think that save your answer for when you talk when you talk about i'm just gonna leave it alone um, I'm going to let Isaac talk, Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the things I also really en- me uh, enjoyed about that. I'll talk over whoever I want. Uncut gems, uncut gems. Um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, it was very original. I was expecting like a bigger climax out of it. Um, what we got, I think, was a little bit of a letdown. But overall, walk- like walking out of the theater, it, it made me really want to analyze the movie itself. Yeah, we'll talk more about it soon. Uh, Adam. I'm going to stay on the Robert Pattinson train, and yeah, I'm yeah. going to say actually... The king. Gross. <laughs> gross. Absolutely gross. Um, I, I did watch that, but it didn't make my list. Uh, I'm going to say High Life. High Life. And it made my list in other ways as He's well. In High Life too, remember? Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't listed. So High Life, yeah. High Life limited release, but it's... Uh, 2018 film. Yeah, it but it, no, it really released this year. Claire Denis. Oh, released date, April 12, 2019. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. I have two films on my list that, that did that. That was uh, the uh, the film I said earlier. At oh, The five. Nightingale, really? No, 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 no. It was number five. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Dragged Across Concrete oh, was a but, 2018 film. But I know Con. that got released, yeah. But it got released in 2019. And then this, like, that's why I was like, oh, High man. Life, I, I'm really interested in seeing. And then I listened to, like, people talk about it. And then I was uninterested. But then the way they talked about it made me interested again. Because it sounds really fucked up. <laughs> it's it's a mul- like based on like the the very little prep you gave me for this uh, uh, yeah. like podcast. Uh, it's made okay, my list thanks. a few times in a lot of ways. <laughs> okay. um, like there is it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, uh, it's just an interesting film. Andre 3000's in it. Yeah, so Julia Benoist is like a... Oh, oh, she's great. So they took she took prisoners to space to like uh, procreate with them well, sort of thing? Well, don't, don't, like, let's not ruin it for everybody. I'm just going to say this. No, it's that's like, like a log line. It's like futuristic, yes, but we don't know if it's actually her doing or if it's the government's doing. Okay. It, that's what makes it so fucking creepy. And, it's like um, lots of sex in it, too? 
There, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I just want to know if there's a little bit of. Sex are you going to ask? Is me it the horniest you, movie of the year for are you? you? Well, <laughs> we're going to get into that. We're going to get to the horniest. Well, movie I mean, I'm just going to say it checks a lot of boxes, <laughs> and I wanted to save it, but we just okay, happened. Right. To get I always there. confuse. Sorry, Julia. I have a lot of questions about this movie, actually. So well, I just, I was just I'll answer them, them as they come up. Yeah, maybe you got to watch the movie to get your questions answered. I don't know, but it could be too scary. Yeah, great. It's not scary. It's just. Julia, Weird. Uh, side note, Julia Pinoche always re- reminds me and confuses me with Isabella Rossellini. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's get let's get into our worst best movie. Worst best movie, Cats. Or is that the best worst movie? That's the best worst movie. Worst best movie, I worst. would have to say, would be uh, the new Star Wars. Or Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah, it was just not good. Like, not I, I great, th- but I had a good time. Adam, I'm going to assume yours is Knives Out. It's actually Joker. Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to fucking fair. throw mud while I'm here. I mean, that's why Nick brought me on, is apparently yep. I just sling it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no one saying. asked you to, but we appreciate exactly. it. No, that's, a sh- that's a shot at Kyle. I was actually saying this to Isaac earlier. I'm, I'm just like, you know, I feel like Oscar, when it comes to Oscar award season, like I was reading this somewhere, you get rewarded for overdoing it, right? And I feel like Joaquin, like he does a great job in a lot of different other movies that probably, probably even should have won for. But this is just feels like it's super over the top and it's super hyped. And yeah, if you told me if if you're like, have you seen The Master? And I'd be like, yeah. And you'd be like, you know that character? And we'd be like, yeah. And you'd be like, he went farther. I'd be like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I, I actually just watched The Master. Uh, what was it? A couple of days ago at work when I was really slow, and I got to admit it was, yeah. Almost I hated it the first time I watched it, but Master? I loved it the love, second time love I the watched Master. it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, underrated. But as I was uh, saying to Adam when he was, uh, what was it? He was saying that it was overacting, over the top. I reminded him about how Nicolas Cage had won an Oscar for his performance. I can't remember which Leaving movie. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yes, Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, best worst movie is Cats. Yeah, I think I think I think it's all in agreement. (laughs) The worst best movie and the best worst movie of the year for sure is Cats. And if you haven't seen it, please see it, and you will wholeheartedly agree with us. Uh, A leader battle angel, also. Yeah, I mean that's just like your opinion, man. Uh, Let's get to number three. My number three movie of the year. Um, It's one that's been talked about many a time, so I won't I won't bring up that much more about it. It's uh, it's Quentin Tarantino's latest feature. It's Once Upon a Time in America. America. Oh, he, he did that movie too. Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Uh, My number three movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can you believe say, this? We're tied on that. I I have it as my number three as well. Wow. Well, each of you say each of you say one thing about it that we haven't said already. Just one thing. Uh, that pit bull knows how to knows how to take a bite out of crime. Oh, the dog! All yeah. time great uh, yeah. dog in a movie. Yeah, I'd say one of them for sure. Next to Hooch. I was saying this earlier too. I didn't like the revisionist history of hate it. Uh, hate the revisionist history. Yeah, he's number always, one gripe. He always talks about. I history. didn't like it in, in Glorious <laughs> Bastards, but I didn't mind it in this movie, which is kind of weird. I understand it in both movies. I just don't like it. I, well, it, it was like less for me than this one. Is all I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know? I don't want to see a pregnant woman get butchered too. So I'd rather see, I guess, the alternative. But but still. Well, the setup's kind of weird, though. I mean, not to like go too far into yeah. it, but like think about it. Like in *Glorious Bastards*, like we all know how Hitler, like you know, like we don't actually know, dies. know, but like yeah. yeah, you already know. But like in what I liked about this is like it kept building up to this whole shit. Like you're looking at Sharon Tate, like innocent, and like you know you're, she's going to the movies and all these other things, and then you're yeah. expecting something bad to happen to her, and then totally yeah, and then yeah. it doesn't, yeah. and then you're kind of relieved, totally <laughs> yeah. mislead. Yeah, I think that was Tarantino's well, point. It's, it's my number two, so I might as well just say it now. Yeah. 
It's Ofacto. Actually, Sharon Tate's sister uh, got to see it before anyone else did, and she also let Margot Robbie wear some of uh, Sharon Tate's actual uh, jewelry and clothes. Weird. Weird. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Weird. That's old clothes. You know how bad that smells? (laughs) Smells like mothballs. Yeah. Mothballs and And iron reds. Uh, uh, What's your number three, then, Nick, if that's your number two? Uh, the farewell was my three, but it's wow. it's, it's recency bias. I saw it last night, so wow. I was uh, it's it's fresh in the memory. That's fine. I just I just really we'll I I laughed a lot. I even I got emotional points. I uh, I thought all it was the, almost the cry movie for me. The the nine eye the grandma did fucking great. She fucking was nine-eye. she was just like a uh, great to see shit on everybody. She How just she always telling all of her kids about their puffy faces. She's like, "What's up with your puffy faces?" Like, yeah, why you, you guys, cry? Wait, you look like she's you're like crying. your mom's. Your mom you said for? you were skinny, but you're actually not that skinny. It's just like yeah. grandma's throwing fucking fireballs. Love yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Isaac, what's your number? What's your number three? Um, well, you guys already were talking about it, but I'm going to have to say Joker. Joker. There yes. you go. There Joker, you go, Kyle. Baby. Are you happy? Are you happy, Kyle? There that you it's go. in someone's top three because it sure as shit some, ain't in mine. Somebody's top ten. Joker made it. Shout out to Kyle. Joker was a good movie. We we can't say that it wasn't. It was all right. What did you like about it the most, though? What did I like about it the most? No, not you. Oh, what did... Uh, Isaac's sure. talking. The reason, the reason I really enjoyed Joker was... If you take a look at society today and how we treat our mentally ill and homeless uh, in the United States, we treat them as if, you know, they don't really exist. We don't include them. We pretty much exclude them from society. And if we were to bring someone that were mentally ill uh, on a TV show, I wouldn't say onto a TV show, but (laughs) if we were to talk to them, I feel they were they would be at a point where they were ready to snap because they have not really been shown any type of humanity, kindness, empathy, and whatnot. And it kind of hit a, uh, not like a soft spot, but a hard spot. Um, uh, there were certain points where it did remind me of uh, Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, where you do feel empathetic towards yep. the character. I think that then, was kind of the biggest, that's kind of a knock against it. At the same time as being yeah, like, I agree totally. Um, this is the king of comedy meets taxes. And driver. there, there was a scene where what was it? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was talking to. Uh, I'm not sure if it was his uh, like social worker, and yeah. was just like, yeah. so yeah. how are you doing? Type of deal, and they talk about how um, the government really doesn't give a shit about people like them. And it's true. It's really true. And that's what really stood out to me is that's how we treat people these days is we don't really show any kindness um we don't show any empathy we just kind of continue with our own lives and i really wouldn't be i wouldn't say uh you know got put off guard if something were crazy like that to happen but i feel some people feel like they do want to snap sometimes like that and it just (laughs) takes one bad day What's fascinating is that it's a period piece, though, too, right? Like, so it's happening before everything, and uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of is thank you, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it is a period piece, but it's also in a in a fake universe too. I mean, it sure. was my it was my number one in movie that makes me most want to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, seriously. Uh, there's always seriously. some of those every year, but that is for sure easy by far number one, far and away but this year. I got out of it, and I was like, motherfucker. I, that 1917 was probably my number two. Uh, number, Uncut Gems number three. Number three, Uncut Gems. Yeah, the 
every anxious movie of the year. All the uh, speaking of like future categories. Boy, dude, <laughs> dude I can't have... wait for you to watch Midsommar. <laughs> the, the one thing though that I really did enjoy was uh, like you know the typical uh, the typical Joker laugh where it's like maniacal and you're, he's just like yeah. out of his mind. This one it was like a ment- like a mental health condition. Yeah, I thought that was, was really cool. How good they way to tie something that, that we see yeah, every day in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, the body, the the craziest thing to me in that movie was his body dysmorphia shit that he was doing, where his like arms were always like back and his his rib and, like, cage his was just out the whole time. That fucking freaking me out. Ah, panic. I really, my enjo- back. I really. Enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what? I really. My Joker and my crack. <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> uh, Number two. No, Adam, what's your three? Oh, oh shit. Adam. Oh, no, we agreed our number three was yeah, Once yeah, Upon a yeah, Time. Once Upon a Time. So yeah. once, See, once yeah, you... We don't have to talk I knew about what I was it. doing. Okay, fine. Then, then give us your number two. You start us off. All right, number two. Uh, number two. It's kind of a toss-up. Number uh, two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm going to put uh, number two as Lighthouse, uh, and now we're going to get into it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about, tell yeah, us about yeah, your Lighthouse. Yeah. All right. Wow. So my number two is the lighthouse. Um, I went to see it drunk. To Did you know with. it was going to be four, drunk three, four three the whole time? I didn't know it was going to be four three going into and it, which is you why you knew it would be like black and white. Though, neither right? did I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's like I, I went in with a little bit of a load on with three friends, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go fucking see this movie." Uh, Willem Dafoe is like you know i mean and robert pattinson's been like tearing it up as of late. Um, yeah, surprisingly, so. love robert pattinson's like look on life he just does whatever the oh, fuck man. he wants the, the thing i love about the lighthouse is that it's just like it's so open to interpretation like there's like it's it's so loose that like you you I talk, love it you talk to people about this movie and like everybody can come at you with something different and uh you know you get the whole promethean like you know greek tragedy thing going on but yeah you also have there's like a religious overtone and undertone as well in terms about like you know the, the light being the truth and there's all sea lore involved yeah. there me matey <laughs> oh my oh. god Willem Dafoe talking about being a wiki putting yeah. down to J- Davy Jones <laughs> oh, crusty motherfuckers it's absolutely amazing. I really I really did love uh, Willem Dafoe's monologue he's though he's so amazing <laughs> amazing He's and an amazing actor. The one thing that kills me is that everybody's like talking about all of these like quotable lines, and I mean, for us, like the line that really like threw us over the edge was, "You like me, lobster? <laughs> You're fond of me, lobster, aren't you? <laughs> you like me, lobster?" And it's like a whole like thing about the like you know like the cooking, and I I kind of totally relate to that because I cook in my household, and God I'm just like you know you're cooking shite, <laughs> and it's just like no no. Um, but I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like also kind of like in, in a weird way, it's like super dark and like trippy and like heady, but like the use of flatulence in that movie yeah. like, is some of the best use of flatulence I've seen and like, or heard. The drunken stupors are fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. Good. It's, it, and it's just, oh like, yeah, it's making me like the movie again. I got to rewatch it. I, I got to rewatch it. it. I can't wait for it to come out on Hulu. I, so. I finished it and was like, I don't think I ever need to rewatch that again. But now I think I might have to. Might so have what to. was everyone's take on the ending? What What would you say it was? Like, how did what did you think you it just really went insane was? by drinking formaldehyde? <laughs> yeah. Besides that, like, what it, what is like kerosene? Actually, he was drinking Whatever kerosene, was. oil, <laughs> lantern fuel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of buy into the Promethean thing. Um, it's it's kind of a weird thing, but uh, I mean, ultimately, why'd who's you go? Gi- who's he giving fire to? Why'd you go and spill your beans, though? <laughs> it's like a whole love love the spilling beans thing. Yeah, I don't know the, the seagull the seagull stuff really fucked me up. Yeah, I was like, 
they would be like it'd be like three scenes later, and I was just still thinking, I'd be like, man, that fucking he really, seagull. He really screwed that seagull. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a rock lobster. It was a raw seagull. Rock lobster. Them's the souls of sailors, boy. <laughs> the souls of sailors. You don't talk about them. You don't kill one. Uh, my number two of the year, if we're going to get into it, um, it's a movie no one has mentioned. I'm surprised. I'm I'm thoroughly surprised. It's the number one comedy of I the wanted year. To, yeah, I wanted to mention it. It's it's n- by by far the number one comedy of the year. It's it's like the comedy of a generation. It is I think leaps and bounds better than super bad, but but I think based on on just cultural references and the many plot lines that that are devolved throughout the film entirely. Um it's book smart. Uh Olivia Wilde knocked it out of the park, one of the best debuts of all time, uh if not the if not just the year. Uh, uh, Be- Beanie Feldstein absolutely destroys Jace- Jason Sudeikis, uh, a great cameo in the film. Uh, Billy Lord knocking it out of the park in this film. I, I might add, she had quite the year for being in, uh, you know, for being in Star Caitlin Wars. Caitlin Deaver is, is, I think she's like a legit actress. I don't get, I didn't see Deaver's in, a, in anything else. What else was she in? She was un- unbelievable. Oh, that, that, the that Netflix, yeah, yeah, the, the Netflix, Netflix show. show. Okay, okay, yeah. But this this is the number one comedy of the year. I'm a huge fan of of original stories, as we all know on this podcast. I'm a huge fan of uh, of of you know. I'm a huge fan of women's rights, <laughs> and women's progressiveness, <laughs> and this movie. Knocked it out of the park. I still think you're antagonizing. No, I'm not. I'm very serious <laughs> when it comes to saying those things because it, I'm really choked up when I say these things. Um, but absolutely, Booksmart's my number two movie of the year. Uh, Booksmart, I it think should it should have been nominated I for best I original put it my, for I would have sure. put it at my nine, but you were already talking about it, so I decided to give shout out to a different movie. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I guess you know just I, I really en- looking I, at my list before you even really enjoyed Booksmart. I thought that it uh, portrayed like. High school relationships better than really most well. other movies that you see. Really, really well. Like not just not just sexual relationships too. Very platonic well, relationships, friendships. I thought especially sexual relationships where you just get awkward in the middle of it. That's why I said not yeah. just. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, Nick, what's your? Oh, we already said your number two. Isaac, what's your number two? My number two. Who what? does number two work for? Number two for me was going to be at nineteen seventeen. Mm. So the one thing. I really loved about this movie was the editing. Um, so th- that that's something I wanted to talk about earlier. Is is it a high? Is it hard to edit this movie, or is it easy to edit this movie? It's it's easy to. I edit was talking this- about it with an editor at work, and he says it's harder to edit it. I think it's I easier think if ed- you storyboard it. If you yeah. storyboard it that way, then it's going to be easier. Isn't it if already you- all planned out? Shouldn't there like be edit yeah. points? Yeah, yeah. It's but- mostly edit points than anything. The hardest part <laughs> is going to be waiting for the dust to settle. To in each explosion for 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 it to do the retake if there needs to be a retake. Well, I was reading somewhere that uh, what was it? The first uh, like thirty minutes they did a continuous shot. So if one of the actors messed up, they'd go back and reshoot it. Okay, um, that makes wild. Sense. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, oh, but it was just conversation mostly. It's mostly you know? just walking around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I really loved about it was um, it's not your typical war movie. It's not super over the top. It's not That's super it's gory. So it's not uh, you know like we need to be here. Uh, Right now, it, <laughs> Which was nice. it wasn't like Pearl Harbor. Let's say that. Um, there was a couple firefights in that film. There were. There was just like. Could you what, imagine two? being the one extra in the trenches where you accidentally get in somebody's way, and then you're, and then they're like, 
We got to redo it. All right, let's, <laughs> let's redo it. That's $50,000 down the drain. I, I love the story. I thought it was really well told. Um, you know, the intensity of it, it was, you know, for certain moments you were like, you know, sitting over your chair, your palms were sweating, then you'd have like a little break in between. Arms definitely heavy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was a good, um, you know, story to tell for world war one because it was the least uh documented war that the united states was involved in um and another fact about my, the movie my actually my great grandfather was in this war Dang. uh he was actually stationed in france in the trenches Dang. he got medically discharged because he was uh hit with mustard gas yeah 12 years later um he, he eventually survived so yeah, so that's pretty impressive. Um, Mustard gas fucks you yeah, up. Yeah, so he did survive. He actually ended up losing all of his hair, and twelve years later, after the war was over, he eventually passed. Wow. So when my grandfather was born, that was when he passed away. Wow. But overall, well, sh- shouts to the to your great grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, nineteen seventeen, I definitely would say was one of the best movies Warner or uh, Universal Studios has put out in the past ten years. Hmm. Considering that they put out Cats and Doolittle this year. And uh, Fast yeah. and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, well, yeah, they well, own the franchise. Yeah. And uh, Terminator, I think, too. Right? Terminator? Really? Which wasn't... Oh, no, that's 20th Century Fox. Okay, okay I was going to say. Well, I saw that owned by I saw Disney that movie. now. You know, not Disney terrible. Plus. So Disney is pretty movie. much... Uh, not terrible. Dark Fate. Uh, Adam, uh, what's your number two there, brother? I gave he it. Already did it. I gave he started it. us off. I gave you a lighthouse. such a fucking You like me, lobster. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just do it for myself. Yeah, I know. Okay, so uh, <laughs> can we go back to Lighthouse real quick? I yeah, think, sure, sure, sure. I think I love the scene where <laughs> Robert Pattinson's like emptying the like the bowls, <laughs> and uh, he throws oh, it in the, the air. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> the shit and pass it. <laughs> just hits him right in the face, and he's like, "Come on!" That's great. He was an easy guy to get fed up with. Walks okay, uh, immediately into Willem Dafoe saying, "You yeah. smell. Why you smell like shit?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, just, it's about antagonizing. People. I love when they would just go to bed next to each other too. That was always great. And dance together. And Willem yeah. Dafoe <laughs> constantly farting throughout the movie. Oh man, I already know that I I want to rewatch it, but I know right when I started, I'm be like, "Why the fuck am I doing?" You this? need yeah. to get drunk and then watch yeah, it. That's, that's what you, you need to get drunk on kerosene and rewatch uh, with your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with your matey. Take a little dose with of your with your step wiki. Um. Most anxious movie of the year. So I think the, we already the, decided. The though. three nominees: Uncut Gems, Nineteen Seventeen, and Midsummer. I have I have one to add to that. What's what's one? And have you guys even seen it? High Life. Has I anyone here so other than me Life. seen High Life? No. I think that's the reason. It's the I most anxious. On that that's one of the reasons I didn't see it. Well, it's you're alone on that island. Adam. Most anxious I've ever been watching on, a movie. Really? Ever? Okay. Ever? Okay. 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 That's not an endorsement. Okay. <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay, Nick. Uh, Nick, who's your winner? I'm gonna go uncut. Yeah, I'm gonna go me. uncut as well. It's it's it it just being 1917. There was a, there was like parts where I was really nervous. Uncut gems. I was just like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I kind of knew what was gonna unfold in the in the dramatic moments in 1917 for the most part. But uncut, I had no idea. Actually, what was uncut gems happen. is going to sweep all three categories that we got coming up for me. Oh wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh, I Which guess is, you can count the next, it. The next one is horniest movie. Or Isaac, what's your uh, anxious movie of the year? Uh, 1917. 1917. Fair, that's fair. Horniest movie of the year. I'm going Uncut Gems again. You're, I just you're, feel, you're, I mean, feel, you're, you're I just, just feel all like, about Julia Fox. I feel like it's real horny. The whole movie. Cats is close second. Cats it's, is Cats is like by a by a hair. Nick convinced me by a pussy hair that it is Cats. <laughs> uh, Speaking of pussies, horniest. isn't James Corden in it? Yes, he is. Hi. 
Oh, He's Bustopher Jones, our best friend. James Corden Adam, stinks uh, in that movie. Adam, your horniest movie. High, High Life. Life. High, High Life. Life. Yeah. No High kidding. Life does High sound Life. like a really horny movie. A it's science fiction horror horny movie? There's All I'm going to say is Andre 3000 talks about it. Lots and he of talks butt. about the box. Oh, the so box. So the, the, the reason I wouldn't watch High Life is because of how anxious it is. The reason I would is how horny it is. I would pull it up. I would pull up the box. I want to pull up the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? You guys really need to watch this movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. you're you're yeah, captivating no, me with with it's all not. these elements. I've heard it's just uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, and it's like it really. Touches I think I'll on just I think I'll just start it and then just be like, okay, I, I, I got can't a little stop. high. I, I watched really it. And I was I just like, choice. I've never felt so anxious in my life, and it wasn't just the weed. It was just like holy shit. But maybe it's also wasn't my, just the high life. Maybe it's where I was in my life. I don't know. Sounds upsetting, if you ask me. I don't. I don't, know, I don't think so. I think it sounds very, very intriguing. It's like uh, the Lost City of Z, right? This is the box. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all and uh, last category: with. sports movie of the year. I'm going on cut jumps. Cut jumps is a good one. Good one to go with my number two gambling uh, gambling movie. That's my uh, number two movie. There, gambling number- is now a sport. Number. Uh, my number my number two would be Alita Battle Angel. My number three would be uh, Fox vs. Ferrari. Ford vs. Ferrari. Fox vs. Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, it was a Fox. Oh, I am Rupert Murdoch. I want to go against the Ferraris. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was, it's Copper against Ferrari. No, it was actually a Ferrari running over a Fox. That's really all that happened. Oh, it's a Wes Anderson vehicle. <laughs> yeah. It's the sequel to Fantastic George Clooney. Fo- uh, hey, I'm just here to just uh, be your Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I got to run over. Um... <laughs> Yeah, my number one uh, sports movie, uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. Adam, do you disagree? Uh, I've, I haven't seen it. My, I actually had to take a reach here, and I'm going to say my number one sports movie was Ready or Not. Which That's is a good choice. Kind of a, like, I mean, it involves it sports. A hunt, it's a hunting yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It involves sports. Okay, it's a rich, rich people sport. Hunting, yeah. is, <laughs> hunting is technically a sport. What do you think of that movie? I feel like it was very strategic as it was well. A, it was a good movie. I mean, man I, is the most dangerous game. I kind of really, yeah, uh, that's that honorable mention for me. I'm going to say it. Uh, Isaac? Ready or not, probably Isaac's top twenty. You have a sports movie. Five. Um, I'm gonna have to say Ready or Not. <laughs> wow. Here I come. A bunch right. of, a I like bunch that. Of, uh, before before we get to our number Sorry. ones, Hill fans over here. Before we get to our number ones, who won the year? So we got nominee, we have three nominees. Nominees are Florence Pugh, who starred in Midsommar, Little Women, and Fighting with My Family. Another great movie that happened this year. Uh, Aquafina. She was in Farewell, Jumanji, and Angry Birds 2. And then we had Scarlett Johansson, who's nominated for two movies for Oscars. She was in JoJo, Marriage, and Avengers. Do you have any other nominees you want to add in uh, Biggest Year? I don't think there's anybody else to add, per se, unless uh, I am sorely mistaken. Who are you going to give the award to? For for who won the year? Who who was in these, Which of those these three? all of these stellar movies and had a had a not going, just a successful year money wise but acting wise. I'm going Florence Pugh because they're all good movies. Yeah, I agree. And she was the star of all. I'm going to give it to Aquafina. Aquafina and she's my dating girl. Zach Braff. Yeah, <laughs> Zach. Braff, I mean that's that's a that's a quintuple or a quadruple <laughs> score to me. If you if you Garden ask. In the state can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Adam Adam, who won the year for you? I mean, it, it kind of these three lovely women. 
it kind of kills me. I, I mean, it's like I, I wouldn't choose anybody, but like based on my current choices, well, I you like know, Robert Pattinson. Well, you know, gun to your head, Pat, what would Pat, you say? No, Pattinson, Pattinson's up there. Pattinson's got hit of your teeth. I feel he, like he's a very underrated. Uh, you know, actor. if you want to be misogynistic, no, go ahead and no, say no, me. no, 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 no. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> Robert Pattinson in The King as, is must watch. As it, he is wild in that movie. He no, is. Is that with Timothy Chalamet? Chalamet is uh, you know, what is it? Call Me by Your Name, right? Yep, yep, yep. Call Me by Your Name, fame. Yeah. Um, I'll say Aquafina only because I mean mm. I don't like Aquafina all that much. Yeah, I don't think she's really that talented. I I'll, get I'm it. Throw it out there. I understand. Another East she's Coast got her, representative. She's got her like Comedy Central show coming on and everything, and she's probably I, I think she's actually kind of favored to win supporting actress. Bro, she's this hashtag year. killing it. I think she's gonna win supporting actress. Wait, did she get nominated? No, she didn't get nominated. She didn't she get nominated, nominated for the Oscars. Yeah, they all she got stuff. The farewell got stuff. This is what she, I was talking about. She, she won she the Golden Globe though. She should have. She won the Golden Globe. She won the Golden Globe. And I mean. I, w- I would have gone with ScarJo, but she's she's you know engaged to that dude from SNL, and I, yeah. I can't stand that. I, dude. I just I can't fucking <laughs> stand that dude. Personally, I think that's that a great stance to take yeah. personally. Yeah, I, I honestly. How the fuck did Colin Yost? Why? Yost? I, because he's funny. Colin Yost. He's funny and he's cute. She's funny and she's and he's cute, and she's a she's a veteran of the yes. Hollywood industry. You should be careful. Michael Che is going to come after this podcast really hard because you're talking about his boy. Yeah, you're right. He does that. He does that. You know what? Please come at us, Mike. I'll see. I'll see him in the streets to this day. <laughs> okay, our number ones. Uh, mine's Parasite. Yeah, yeah. Samezies. Yeah, same. Okay, wow. we're Cons- all consensus we're number one. Consensus quake. Oh my god. Oh, oh it's a consensus yeah. earthquake. <laughs> it's a major consensus here. I couldn't believe it, but at the same time, I do believe it. This is the number one movie of the year by and large. This is this is what. What will, what should have happened to Roma last year by being the best movie of of the year by being the best director of the year best story of the year best editing of the year best uh, cinematography cinema oh no that's questionable Produ- with Roger Deakins no, not, not I cinemat- mean- but uh, production design yes production design set design. Um, I also um, really like the hair best and, overall uh, picture best foreign film they built that house from it's on a studio on, lot on the spot it was a studio. It was a, Really? Yeah. It's a studio set. That was really well done. Yes. It's an amazing movie. It deserves all of our number one consensus. The Jessica name bit all time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ultimate meme right now. Do you um, think it's going to win the Oscars? I the really hope it wins Best I, Picture. I do too. Not I like, really, not, really. Like, not just foreign. So it'll probably win foreign, right? But it's, it's a lock. Foreign. It's yeah. a lock to win foreign. I really hope it wins Best Director. I don't think it will. I really, really hope it Who wins Best Picture, but best I don't director? think it will. And not to like spoil your like Oscar sheet. Probably Todd fucking Phillips, more than likely. Uh, the, uh, so you think it's gonna be Todd Phillips, or it's gonna be Scorsese, or it's gonna director? be director. It's gonna be Sam Mendes. No, director is gonna be Mendes. Uh, director is either Mendes or Boone or Quentin. Probably it won't be Boone. It won't be. That's I, what I'm saying. Is no, like he won. It, he won director at Globes, but I, I it doesn't mean he's gonna win it at the I'm awards. Saying he could win it though. They, you know how the Academy Awards work. You know the past two years. We've said what the right movie should have won, and the whole audience was in agreement. Yet it goes to fucking Green Book and and fucking well, that uh, was a uh, Shape of Water. That was a travesty, really. Shape, really of, like Water, Shape, Shape of Water. Shape of Water was a year of like average movies. Questionable. It, it was well. It was pretty much if you I, know. I, like, Shape of Water uh, was a very enjoyable movie. I like, but Shape but, of Water. The, but I thought it was a good movie. That's but look, my hill, Roma. I'll die on it. <laughs> but you're telling me Green Book over Roma? Like that is just absolutely insane. And I know they're going to do the same old shit with Parasite. They're going to give it to Joker, or they're going to give it to some other bullshit. 
I swear that is going to happen. No, it's gonna, because 1917 has best picture all over. I it. really, really, I, I'm okay with 1917. I, but, I'd be way better with. But Parasite. I really hope the odds for Parasite are like two to one because I'm going to put like ten bucks down. On Speaking that of gambling win, movies, ultimate snub of all time for best picture, <laughs> Uncut Gems. I think we need to get that out of the way. Uh, it's pretty divisive. Poor Sandman. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's but, a tough movie, though, for a lot of people. But uh, on behalf of uh, Nick Lyons and, and the entire Real Rotten family, I want to thank our guests for coming on here. Yeah, thanks for marathoning for with our us top fresh, good movies. For our top fresh films of 2019, you all had uh, great opinions and great arguments to, to what you think was the best of all time. Um, before we end, uh, between me and Nick, do you have any rotten recommendations, Nick? AKA rotten th- recommendations. Things I like that. to stay away from. Oh, oh, I thought it was bad things to catch up on. Like what? The Bachelor? <laughs> no, no, we don't do that here. Well, that's my rock and rotten recommendation. Rockin', bas- you got rock, a rock recommendation. I got a rockin', re- rotten <laughs> recommendation. My rotten recommendation is to stay away from The Bachelor. All things about The Bachelor, please. Thank you and very much. Nick, what do you, what's your rotten recommend? Uh, absolute worst movie. I'm going to do my worst movie of the year that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, that's that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I thought you were just talking about like right now. Oh, give me a recommendation of something that we should stay away from as an audience. Don't watch Gemini Man. Don't watch Gemini Man. You're gonna want to. You're gonna. They're gonna try to trick you into it. Just don't. It's just. It's just. Ah, ah, man. It's a, just, it was a huge bummer. Here's huge a li- bummer. Live reaction of uh, Nick after seeing Gemini Man. I might be a man who take a dump. In a semi-public place every now and then. But, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. to all the legends that passed uh, this year and uh, to the legends we have uh, yet to meet on this earth. Uh, yeah, Hellboy. We're a Hellboy podcast. We're a, we're a Hellboy podcast. Get ready for the Razzies. That's we're, all I got to say. The Razzies are coming up. Uh, do you guys have anything that you hated recently? Adam, maybe. Could actually think of something. <laughs> Game of Thrones, hands down. <laughs> this well, it's not a movie, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, well, uh, it's a piece of media. We'll count. Oh, we count media. media. Okay. It could be a podcast. For, for the it could be an album. Section. It can be a movie. It can be a TV show. It could be a porno. No, there's. Uh, no. All right, so you're going with Game of Thrones, Isaac, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about things to stay away from. I was going to say. The human race because the coronavirus is going on. No, that's, that's not a piece of media, well, unfortunately, it's... even though humans created media. It's a hard take. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Men in Black International. Ooh. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Okay. That was okay. bad. Live reaction. Be sure to listen to that <laughs> podcast. You'll get our hot takes. Thank you. I, I, I will, I will do that. You should have been on it with us. We didn't think anybody else saw it. Dude, yeah, saw it. Are we going to be doing recommendations this time or nope, things to We just did a whole from? podcast okay. on it. Yeah, that, we, we're being positive the entire time. Not uh, some more than others, but you know we're gonna we're gonna let it lie. I'm looking at you, Alex. Um, this has been real rotten. This has been the fresh episode. Thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for obliging Nick for uh, at Thank least you. once a year until his birthday shows up. Uh, Ad Astra. Uh, I'm just doing all my. Uh, You're just naming off movies. My now. notables while we while we go out. Oh, great. At Astra, Atlantix, uh, Last Black Man. What was the movie you want? What was the song you wanted me to pull up earlier? Oh yeah, Bounce Back from uh, Always Be My Maybe. Um, by all means, keep it real. Toy Story Four. I liked uh, the little spork that wanted to go in the trash. I thought that spork that wanted to go in the trash was a really funny (laughs) meme. I don't think (laughs) he got enough credit. When everybody was like, hey, I'm trash. Hustlers. Hustlers, not a bad movie. Not kind a bad of, movie. Kind of enjoyed Big it. Big snub to J-Lo. Let's shout that out. Okay, yeah. Kyle's going to cut all this out. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't Thanks, really everybody, matter. for joining with us. 
it's a good song though. You keep it actually, real. You should actually listen to it. Keep it rotten. That's what we always say. Stay rotten. This has been real rotten. Take us out. Yeah. 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 Check me out. Check me out. I started at the bottom, now I'm still at the bottom Never rise, I fall, every season is autumn Yanked from the precipice like the statue of Sodom Made an exodus to collect L's and I got them Buy the boatload and even though I sport the polo Look at the logo, it's just the horse running solo I'm so broke, my